featuring J-Ho Groove and the lovely Just One Miss. We're the Oatmeal Conspiracy, and this is the show that answers the question, is it hype or is it hate? We're going to leave you now and hand it over to J-Ho and Groove. Take it away, boys. Here we go. Stuff. Episode 50, extravaganza that we have not prepared anything for. We have prepared. We've, we've spent the last two weeks preparing for this. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that it's number 50. It's supposed to be, you know, a milestone. Although well, we it, did... a, it happens, it happens when we are going through some of the milestones in our own life. That's true. It's a good good thing we have to talk about, I guess. So. It's, it's a good thing that we're living. And uh-huh. we're listening to... Yeah. Yeah. Get, get rich or die trying. <laughs> Who's talking right now, Jay? You want to introduce us? Oh, I'm. Yeah, you probably forgot who we are. Cause we've been gone for so long. I'm Jay Ho, and this is Groove. Hey. And, and we got the lovely Just One Miss. Hello. Oh, that sounded disappointed. Uh. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Uh, Hi. That, that's more like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're back. We did a little short episode, which a lot of, Kevin seemed to like a lot. Um, I think he liked it because it was so short. Oh, that's why he liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a great episode. Our web guy, uh, Kevin, that does all the the back end stuff. He uh, he was all about it. So uh, yeah, we did a little little reporting from the wedding that was actually backstage at the wedding right before we were on that was what two and a half minutes before we step out yeah yeah and i had my little i i had the foresight to bring my little uh my little video camera with me and we just shot that right there and yeah it's a nice little episode Mikey, mikey said that he um he called all the questions oh he did he listened he, to he knew what they would be. He knew that what the answers would be, yeah. Yeah, it's not too hard to guess. Well, especially not if you're there. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, so we're back because Groove's uh Groove's many month long wedding <laughs> extravaganza has finally come to a close. <laughs> we actually had the, the wedding and uh Groove and his his lovely wife are now married, Mackenzie, are now married. And they've gone on their honeymoon, and they're back. And so yeah. that's what most of the show is going to be, just us talking about the experience of the wedding, mm-hmm. um, the whole process. And, um, yeah, it was it was fun. Like, overall, I just got to say, it was awesome. I had a good time. Um, you know, it's kind of hit or miss with me usually on weddings because I'm not a big fan of big social setting type things. Yeah. And, you know, they can go either way. Like, you can either be real bored and real kind of nervous the whole time or you can be around people that you really like and get to spend time with them and that's luckily it was the latter so it was a it was a good time you know some struggles along the way but (laughs) i'm sure we'll we'll get get into into some of those yeah (laughs) yeah not as many for me because i wasn't the one getting married but still being in the wedding party you know you're, you're only slightly removed from the responsibilities involved with the actual wedding itself i'll tell you what 
I thought that until I got married. You were very far removed yeah. from a lot of the bullshit. Well, yeah. None, luckily, none of the family type stuff we had to deal with. Yeah. But, you know, we were kind of uh, thrown in with you as far as, like, you know, being told where to sit. Getting what to served. Do, where yeah. To, yeah. Just like, which I guess is part of being the wedding party is you get served with degree. Yeah. Shared pain. Yeah. Pain shared is pain lessened. Yeah, so, I mean, what was your impression of the whole process? Were you happy with how everything went? I was a, it was the best wedding I'd ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing, because it was mine. Yeah. But, uh, no, overall, I'd give it a, a A++. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree that I think it was the best wedding I've ever been to, too. And I've wow. been to many, so. Best, because you, you got credit for being best, man. Well, best, yeah, I was the best man. That's what made it the best. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's get us started. Um, what, what do you have? Uh, I don't have anything written down. Great. Yeah. Well, this is a good episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <clears throat> no, all right. So, just to set the scene, we uh, everything begins on uh. Oh shit! We we don't even we haven't even gotten in my fucking shitty ass part time job yet. Oh, that's true. That kind of begins it all. We'll get into that in a that, little bit. That, anyway. No, that really does begin it all because before you even show up in Knoxville, I have uh, Owen. No, whoa, shit! We got housekeeping. Let me go ahead and give number one fan to our morning science tweeter Grizzles. Yeah. Because hopefully we're recording on Thursday night. But Friday is Grizzles' birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Grizzles. That's right. Happy birthday, Grizzles. He's not 50, but he's on his way. Did you see what I did there? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is he 25? <laughs> no, I think he's um, 27. Yeah, probably. Maybe 28. Yeah, something like that. Better if he was 25, then he'd be half of 50. He would be. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Grizzles is up in uh, Chicago right now, and the hope is that we can get this uh, – we that you can get this podcast turned around fast enough for him to get to enjoy. He's coming home on Sunday, so hopefully we can get the podcast up by Sunday. Oh yeah, and hear happy birthday to him on his uh, flight back. He got a lot of delays on the flight up there. He wound up fly, he was flying from Raleigh. He got delayed, canceled, delayed, delayed, delayed. Wound up in Dallas, Texas, on his way to Chicago. Wow, he got served. Um, yeah, that's definitely getting served. Um, and I'd say number one hater, I I think it's probably consensus. Got to go to Owen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, because tradition. of this, because this really sets up where we were at before the wedding started. Owen, despite being told repeatedly, 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 to check with me before he booked his flights, still failed to book his flights properly. So, and, uh, yeah, those of you who don't know, the perennial number one hater, um, Owen Evans, is from England. So he lives in England, many hours away, obviously, um, and we don't get to see him that often. We've <clears throat> averaged for the past couple of years about once every two years getting to see him, and it's yeah. always coming to us. Yeah, and he always fucks up his travel plans. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he did it again this time. Yep. And um and so he's flying in on the ninth, even though I had already left Knoxville on the fifth. Yeah. 
or left to go to Knoxville on the 5th. He's flying into Raleigh on the 9th, expecting to land, have me pick him up, hang out with me for a couple of days, then we'll go to the wedding together. But I'm not there in Raleigh, so I've been calling Jigga every day for about two weeks to make sure that Jigga's going to be able to pick him up on the way into Knoxville. He'll leave Wilmington, drop by, pick up in Raleigh, and then drive to, to Knoxville. And he keeps saying, I don't know. I don't know. I got this job. Now. Well, yeah, so you call me every day, and I tell you every day, uh, I probably won't know for another five days. Okay, well, that's fine. I'll call you tomorrow and ask you the that's, same question. That is not how it went. That is not how it went. You didn't say that. You'd say, well, I I might bring it up today. I might bring it up tomorrow. Well, I, I, couldn't, I, I didn't have time. To, I couldn't bring it up. I, so I got this stupidly. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I've been running my my own business for ten years now, but times have been tight lately. I need to make a little extra money, so I'm like, you know what? One of my hobbies is like aquariums and stuff, so I'll apply to work at the pet store. Mm-hmm. You know, I can sell some people some fish. Not a full time job, just a part time thing. I figure it'd be fun, get me out of the house, I'll make a little yep. cash. Yep. You know, it's it's just minimum wage. You know, a little bit more than minimum wage, whatever. I'm okay with that. So you know, I get the job, of course. Um, you know, because I'm, you know. Because you're wee day from the wire. Right. You know how to deal with fish. All about some fish. And, uh, so I start the job, but, you know, I'm, I'm having to, like, start this job right before this wedding. And so I'm like, yeah, well, I gotta be gone for about a week for this wedding. (laughs) You know, and they're like, uh, okay. And yeah. so, and then on top of that, I have to be like, well, I have to be gone for a week, and I need to get off early on Wednesday because I've got to go pick up this dumbass from the airport. Okay, <laughs> um, so every day, group call me. Uh, do you know if you're gonna pick up Owen? Uh, no, no, don't know, don't know if I'm going to. But it wasn't like that. You said, well, you know, I might have mentioned it to them. They might have. They didn't really say much. They just kind of looked at me, and I'm I, here. I am thinking. This is a black and white issue. This is there's no real gray area here. You either you've either got off or you don't. And you're not telling me yes or no. You're just telling me. Well, it wasn't uh, like that. The thing is, is that I knew. I knew that we would work it out. I wasn't worried about it like you were. I was like, if I can't go get him, we're gonna work something out. I'd already talked to the lady. Yeah, but here my concern <laughs> was not that he wasn't gonna get picked up from the airport. That wasn't my concern at all. I'm sure that he was going to get picked up from the airport. But the difference between arriving in Knoxville on Wednesday night versus Thursday evening is huge. Considering Saturday, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, the wedding, you don't get to actually hang out with your friends. And, and I knew that the rehearsal dinner was going to be very similar to that. So if you were to get in on Thursday night, it would only be hanging out a little bit Thursday night and a little bit Friday morning. And then I've got to go be the groom. Yeah. Friday night so, and Saturday. Basically, you're being selfish. I'm not being. I wasn't you're being selfish. selfish. No, you're being it wasn't selfish. really selfish because Owen spent it all. It was about money. Owen. It was about you. It was about Owen too because Owen spent all this money to come to America to hang out. And if he was like, if he was going to get picked up and stay in Raleigh and and you know I mean, he was flying into my wedding. He wasn't flying in to, to sleep on Delaney's couch for a night and then ride into Knoxville. Yeah, I know, but he also, you know, picked the wrong fucking dates to fly in, so... Well, that was, you know, when I... The only thing that allowed me to go to sleep at night when you weren't telling me whether or not you were going to pick him up and bring him in was oh me God. saying, well, I've got to, you know, I've got to 
rest on the fact that Owen has partially done this to himself. Yeah. But still, if it's avoidable, it should be avoided. Well, and I knew that I, I was 99% sure that everything was going to work out and I was going to be able to pick him up. But I wasn't going to tell never, you I come in and go pick him run. up. You never once said, I'm 99% sure. Well, That's because I didn't want to do that, and God forbid it didn't happen, and then I oh, fucked everything oh up. Oh, my right? God. Oh, my God. But I did at one point feel really bad that you thought that maybe I would want to see him more than I wanted to see you, and you would get your little feelings hurt, which obviously was not the case. No, I didn't care about that. I was like, okay, oh, well, shit. Okay. I've already been around you plenty lately. So. <laughs> well, so... You got the job, and, and, and what was your first day like? Oh, fucking shitty, okay? PetSmart fucking sucks, all right? And I'm, I'm, I think I'm legally obligated not to say anything about them because I had to sign some bullshit contract that said I wouldn't um, talk about them on the internet or some shit. <laughs> and they also said I couldn't go work for their major competitor, Petco, which I found out later is illegal for them to ask me to sign something like that. Right. Because it's, it's a right-to-work state. Yeah. Fucking shitty, okay? So I, you know, I go in, I interview for the job, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's mostly going to be like feeding the animals, feeding the fish, and then you know, talking to the customers." And I'm like, "Okay, that sounds sweet." I, uh, that's the assistant manager, the person who hired me. Well, her boss, the manager, is a fucking idiot. Okay, a fucking dumbass. Okay, he's he's like David Brent from the British Office, but not nearly as funny. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, but he thought he was like much more of an entertainer. <laughs> Yeah, and of course he's like said first, he, boss second. Exactly, and so third. <laughs> this guy's just treat me like I'm like ten years old or something, you know. But he's like, uh, we need you to come in. The shift is like six to eleven in the morning. It's like early as shit anyway. But my yeah. first two, he's like, well, your first two days, we need you to come in and work the stocking shift from three a.m. to to seven, and then work from seven until eleven uh, training. And so I'm like. Fucking hell. <laughs> 3 a.m.? I'm like, well, I'm a night person. I can stay up for that. Well, I go in at 3 a.m., right? And uh, apparently they don't turn the air conditioning on in the place until 8. Oh. So, and already, in, you know, here on the coast of North Carolina, it's hot as balls all the time. Yeah. All right? It doesn't it's drop. It's 97 degrees outside right now at 1030. Yeah, it doesn't I drop below imagine. 80. Yeah. It's hot as hell, and, you know, this is a pet store with pets and urine and shit in there. And so it's it's hot, it's smelly, it's humid, and I'm carrying 40-pound bags of, bags of dog food and putting them on shelves uh, for, like, from 3 a.m. until 7. And then, you know, after that horrible experience, I have to do training from 7 to 11. So I'm, like, real excited about this training. By that point, you know, I'm real fresh. They really did me a, a, a really big favor by ruining my first impression of the job and making me come in at three and do some bullshit. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so stocking shelves sucks. You know what sucks more than stocking shelves? Hmm. Cleaning fucking bird cages. All right? <laughs> I don't know if you've been to PetSmart, but they got this little bird area, this little birdhouse thing. With these shitty-ass birds in it. Birds fucking suck. Let me tell you right now. I thought birds sucked before, but being around birds, I understand why uh, Red Lotus Mama doesn't like them. Okay? (laughs) Because they suck. All right? Birds are annoying. They're loud. They just act like assholes all the time. 
assholes all the time. So I have to go in and clean these bird cages, right? And it's awful. Like I'm having to like scrape <clears throat> this shit off of these bird, you know, the the tr- these trays and these bird cages. I'm imagining I'm getting exotic bird flus, you know, because all this stuff is flying around in the air. And there's this yeah. asshole parrot in the cage, all right? And he's like this little parrot, and he's cute as hell, and you open his cage up. He's in the big part of the cage. You open it up, and he gets on you. And you're like, oh, this is sweet. And he's like rubbing up on you. And then he bites the shit out of your cuticle. <laughs> so this bird is biting the shit out of my cuticle to the point where it's bleeding, okay? The person who's training me is, like, behind me. I can't, like, fling the thing into the wall, okay, which is what I want to do. Right. Because it's attacking me. An animal is attacking me, and so I want to protect myself. My cuticle is just bleeding, just like a, you know, a geyser spray. (laughs) It's like a Quentin Tarantino scene inside the birdhouse now. There's just blood everywhere. That fucking asshole bird. So I had to do that. That was shitty. But not as shitty as my next day when I came in at 3 a.m., worked from 3 to 7, and then from 7 to 11, I cleaned out the small animal cages. Now, the small animal cages, these are things like uh, hamsters and rats and mice and chinchillas. And basically what you have to do is open the cage up and act as a blocker to keep the animal from getting out while you're trying to clean up all the shit out of its cage, right, and replace its bedding. So you can imagine I'm standing there, these mice and things are trying to jump out and run away because they want to escape because they're at shitty-ass pet smart, you know? Yeah. And they were like, fucking, they want to get out. And so I'm like, one hand is like scraping shit out of the cage. The other hand is like, get back in there. Get back in there. Fucking <laughs> get back in there. Right down. Fucking. I'm trying, the whole time this lady keeps looking at me, this training me, and I'm like, uh, yeah, it's fine in here. Get back in that fucking cage. <laughs> Yeah, these two chinchillas are fucking going batshit crazy, just trying to jump out, and the chinchilla is like, it's like trying to grab a greased pig. It's sliding out of my hands. I'm like squirting it up in the air and like throwing it back in the cage, and and that buys me a few seconds, and so I scrape the shit out a little bit more, and then the chinchillas are jumping out again, and uh, yeah, so that was my second day. Came home smelling like uh, nasty animals. And then uh, the next day was the day that I I drive to go get Owen. Um, and so, you know, my first two days on this horrible PetSmart job, not the greatest impression in the world. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, I wound up, uh, well, we'll get to that. No, go ahead. I wound up telling him to kiss my chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh yeah, but that happened after the wedding and everything. After much consultation from people at the wedding, one of the topics of discussion was my shitty-ass part-time job. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to Wednesday when I'm escaping this town. <coughs> I go and get Owen from the airport and uh, pick him up. We go and get in my car. And granted, this is the guy that wasn't going to go to your wedding because he was worried about his carbon footprint. Yep. Okay. You know, he was not going to go because he didn't want to fly on an airplane and burn up all this gas. He gets in my car and immediately starts. What? Go- he didn't want to burn up airplane. You know, he didn't want to. He didn't want to. Oh, so he didn't want to take his private jet. No, no, he, he wants to. Sure he wants to fly right. from here to England all the time. Well, that was not. That was his point. He's like, everybody can do something, and I can do some, make some bullshit stand that doesn't matter. 
by not going to my friend's literally. wedding. He he watched a documentary about how airplanes are like the worst in the world at at burning fossil fuels and stuff. Yeah, and increasing his well, all that shit went out the window once he decided to uh, fly on over here. <laughs> it did. Those, those, it really those, did. Just, those scruples just quickly fell by the wayside because he got in my car and was like, "Oh, oh my god, it's so hot here!" Because you know he comes from a very cold climate where it's just cold and miserable all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so hot here. Turn the, turn the AC on. So I've got the max AC blowing, you know. Just fossil fuels just flying out my car. <laughs> just burning up. You know, AC, it burns up your gas. And uh, I try to turn it down a couple of times, and the second I turn it down a little bit, oh, it just got so hot in here. Why did you turn on the hot air? I'm like, it's. I just turn it from max AC to regular AC on. <laughs> complaining. Just complaining. And no joke, I think we stopped 15 times on the way from uh, from from Raleigh, Raleigh to, Knoxville. to Knoxville so that he could piss. Five and a half hour drive. Yeah, the man has like the bladder of a bird. And not only that, it's not like uh, I need to piss. It's like I, I need to piss. <laughs> and then he said at one point, uh, uh, "I have to wee. <laughs> I have to wee." Very English, you know, very very stereotypically English. But I just I lost it at that point, and so for the rest of the whole wedding, I I I often said I have to wee um, around him to just you know strike him down a little bit. So yeah, we well, finally get there. Yeah, and uh, stayed at your uh, parents' <coughs> luxurious guest house down in the basement, <laughs> which was nicer than most places i've ever stayed in my life and it's just the the you know the extra place that they don't use very much at all really nice and they bought a bunch of food for us and it was really awesome and the beds were really great yeah i wouldn't know what do you mean because i slept on the couch (laughs) that's right that's right you did (laughs) there's two beds down there in the basement and i slept on the couch not a big deal whatever the um, what's up? You slept on the couch before your wedding. Sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night, I slept on the couch. Damn. As 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 the two guests of honor were staying in the bed <laughs> in the bedroom. Well, I was willing to give up that bed until I slept in it. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is the great because it's like this little bed. It wasn't very big, and I was like, oh, this is gonna suck. I'll be out on the couch and. Oh, it was it was luxurious. Pretty comfortable. Pretty comfortable. Bed. So I was That's like, nice. well, he'll be all right. He's getting married. <laughs> He's got a lot to be happy about. <laughs> He's got a lot to be happy about. Yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, one of, uh, isn't one of the jobs of the best man to like comfort the groomsmen. Well, the, that's why I had to get enough rest so I could comfort you. Yeah, but <laughs> you make sure me, that was on. You left me. You left me out in that room all alone. And on uh, on on Friday night after the uh, rehearsal dinner, you know, the uh, and we'll get to that, whatever. But I get back to the house, you motherfuckers. So we had this big party for the rehearsal dinner. We'll just we'll, we'll skip to that. Yeah, and, yeah. And and I leave to take Mackenzie to her parents' house because we stayed at different houses the whole time we were in Knoxville. And um and I dropped by the hotel on the way back, but as I'm leaving to go drop Mackenzie off, I figure, well, all our friends are at the hotel. I assume 
Owen and Joey would want to see these guys, and I'm just assuming they're going to come with me, drop McKenzie off, we'll drive by the hotel, hang out for a little bit, and then we'll get home, we'll crash, and then the wedding day will happen. No. They said, oh, we're tired. We're going to go to bed. Yeah, fuck that. I don't even see those guys. <laughs> well, I'll I'll go see off. I go by the hotel, and I'm hanging out, and I don't even want to get too deep into that, but motherfuckers was drunk. And uh, except for the grotto, uh, yes. all the video game friends that showed up, they they were down there playing. Um, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to play Red Dead Redemption yet, but they no, were no. playing a mini game from Red Dead Redemption with dice called Liar's Dice. Yeah, they were, they were actually sitting, playing it in real life, IRL. Yeah, they were sitting on one patio playing that, and on the other patio, on the second story patio, was all the camp friends being loud and. Um, they got a lot of noise complaints on them. Oh, the yeah, I don't doubt that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard you know, there was a clashing of a lot of different, or melding of a lot of different groups, uh, friend yeah. groups. And the uh, the Xbox guys were there, and I heard uh, at one point that uh, one of the camp people, that I, I won't say who it was, said, yeah, man, that Lopo guy's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. I had one of the camp yeah. people tell me that after the wedding, because the wedding, well, we leave. I left the fucking reception at like two a.m. Yeah, and they apparently stayed up till five a.m. at the hotel. Yeah, and um, somebody said, "Yeah, Lopo was being an asshole." <laughs> I was like, oh, you me. "Yeah," but um, the uh, so but back. We're no, getting you're getting ahead of yourself, though. Yeah, I really Let's get am. back on it. Yeah, so I get back to the house on Friday night. <laughs> And the guys that are supposed to comfort me are fast asleep in these comfortable beds. Yeah. I lie down on the couch. I close my eyes, and then 10 seconds later, my eyes open. I'm exhausted. I was running out of gas on the way home. I stopped to fill up my gas tank. I was so tired that I didn't fill it up completely. I just put enough gas in it to get me home. And I yeah. lie down on the couch, completely exhausted. And then it starts to go through my head that what the next day is bringing the fact that I'm, you know, getting married and stuff, and I lie awake until the sun comes up. Really? So I to, yes. I just, I, I had no one to talk to. I was like, fuck. And, uh, and, but that was the only time that I got nervous during the whole process. With that and, like, right before we go out. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, we'll, so, we'll get to yeah. that. But, yeah, see, I didn't... I didn't. I wasn't concerned about that because I didn't think you were like nervous at all beforehand. Like I didn't. I wouldn't I have ever thought that you were laying awake worrying about because I, I figured. I wasn't oh. nervous. I, I wasn't nervous the whole time until Friday night when I'm lying down on that couch and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Well, you should. You should have woke Owen up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get my sleep, man. I was tired from this fucking pet shop bullshit. Well, that was awful. Well, so, um. I was exhausted, man. It took me de- like a whole week to get back, to get right again. Yeah. Luckily, there's a happy ending to that story. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um. Uh. Well, I'll just say this: the week before the wedding, Mackenzie was getting served. Yeah. Because uh, she was at her house with her her mom and her sister and her dad, and her mom's <laughs> like trying to take care of all the last minute details for the wedding. And it's kind of driving her crazy, you know? Yeah. And so she's like, um, she's talking a lot. And uh, it's getting, you know, she's talking a lot. And um, Mackenzie's 
trying to find different ways to escape the house, whatever. I didn't have any responsibilities whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> the first three or four days that we were there, my own family wasn't at my dad's house, and it was just me. And so I was playing a lot of disc golf. And uh, Tuesday was the engagement photos day. And yeah. uh, I made plans to meet up with a bunch of Knoxville friends and play disc golf on Tuesday evening at 6 o'clock. And uh, the engagement photos, I was supposed to meet Mackenzie at the top of this parking garage. Okay, she said, meet me at the top of the parking garage at 11 a.m. So I was there at 1045 or 1050, coffee in hand, and I realized that I had made a huge mistake and I needed to uh, defecate somewhere <laughs> relatively quickly. It was something real coming on. And, um, and I called Mackenzie five minutes after 11, even though I was supposed to meet her at 11. I called her five minutes after 11, and she says, Oh, yeah, that's why I was calling you this morning, because um, the, um, we pushed the time back to, uh, to 11.30. And I said, oh, I, I didn't get a phone call or a voicemail. She said, yeah, I didn't leave you a voicemail. <laughs> that was it. That was just statement of <laughs> That was the explanation. That, that was the explanation. I didn't leave you a voicemail, but I was trying to let you know. And so at 11.35, I'm sitting at the top of the parking garage, which, by the way, I would made my um, – my exit, and I was trying to walk around and find a bathroom. There was no bathroom to be had. I tried to call my sister, who lived two blocks from the parking garage. She was out of town. I couldn't get into her house. And so I'm just holding it. And uh, at 11 uh, at 35, she's like, no, we're not supposed to meet at the top of the parking garage. Come down one level, which was just kind of the icing on the cake. You know, was, I, I told you this floor. No, you, you told me the top. Well, whatever. I'm just going to swallow my pride. I'm going to go down here, take these pictures, and then we were supposed to meet with the videographer right after the pictures. And um, he wanted to do these interviews with us about like how we met each other and our story and all this kind of stuff, which I'm sure, you know, in the moment I wasn't really too enthusiastic about it, but I knew down the line it would pay off. So I was willing to do it, whatever. And uh, as soon as I get down there and uh, stand beside her, she says, Oh yeah, by the way, we're not going to be doing the videographer thing until six o'clock tonight. And in the back of my head, I I just exploded, and I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know. And I just I waited until the end of the pictures, and I had to call my buddy. I wasn't going to make it that night. That um, so that that was really the only hassle leading up to when you guys got into town. Yeah. And then here here are are two of my greatest friends in the world. They show up at the house, and 15 minutes later, they're in bed. <laughs> That was, that was, oh, hey, wow, you flew in from London. You guys drove in from Raleigh. This is great. Yeah. Oh, 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 you're going to bed? Okay. Yeah. yeah no, fine. I'll just see you guys tomorrow. Goodbye. Oh, it's like I've been up for 24 hours, and I'm like, yeah, I worked at the pet shop for two days, so we're going to sleep. <laughs> then what? Thursday we take Owen to, uh, we all go and get our tuxes fitted. Yeah. My shit's all fucked up. Which is always, man, men's warehouse is a fucking racket, okay? It is. They provide horrible service. It's expensive as shit. And you know that they're just making tons of money on that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just the markup on it. And it, the shit is never right. And you mm-hmm. ask them to do it right, and they say, oh, no, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, this thing seems a little big to me. And they're like, oh, no, no, that's how tuxes are. They only come in those sizes like that. <laughs> like, What? You we mean to tell me one size fits all on this shit? <laughs> the uh, the 
the sleeves on mine, they they have extra fabric so that they can let out the sleeves or bring them in. Yeah. You know, depending on who's wearing it or whatever. There's about three inches of extra stuff on the inside of my sleeves, yeah. and it was coming undone. Yeah. And so I put on my jacket, and the fucking sleeves coming out. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, this sleeve's fucked up. You know, it's coming out. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get that fixed up. Well, I go in the next day. It's not fixed. Of course. I just didn't say anything about it. Yeah. I are they supposed to have, you're supposed to go in two days before your event in case of those kind of alterations? We did. Right. And we did. So they're supposed like to Joey's have a two-day turnaround, right? Joey's shit was fine. I looked Asshole. good, but it was a little bit baggy. A little baggier than I wanted. My nephew's was fine, too. Yeah, it was pretty it was good. Everybody's had something wrong with it, though. Everybody's had something wrong. You know, not horribly wrong with it. Mikey's pants look like Charlie Chaplin's pants. His was his pants were like held up by a piece of rope. They're real baggy. Josh's Josh's was well fitting. It was, but he's so so small. You know, it's easier. They can just use dolls' clothes for him. So. Um. Yeah, and Owen, apparently, I missed this, but apparently Owen, who had sent his, you know, his uh, measurements in, which they're on the metric system over there, so that's probably part of the reason that it got all fucked up, <laughs> sent his shit in from England, you know, presumably on like a piece of parchment or something, and uh, yeah, so he got this this jacket that made him look like Lurch from the Adams Family. It did, and it doesn't help that he already looks like Lurch. <laughs> yeah, he's a big googly-eyed freak. Looks like Stephen Merchant. Yeah, and uh, yes, yeah, so that was that was comical. The, and, uh, uh, yeah, those assholes at Men's Warehouse, though, what a crock! You know, yeah. just just oh, that's how it's supposed to be. Oh, that's how it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. I think their worst policy is the whole you have to return the suit the day after the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know because it's Sunday. That. I hate it. Doesn't it, like okay, especially for a wedding. If you're like the groom, what? Okay, I'm sorry. We can't go on our honeymoon tomorrow because I have to return. I have to return my tux. Yeah. Well, get this. Yeah. So I gave I gave Mikey the responsibility of doing that, um, and because he had the most time out of anybody to to run that errand for me, which sucked for him. Now that I think about it, because he had to drive like twenty miles to get to the fucking hotel that I stayed at by the airport uh, and they yeah. drive all the way back to the men's warehouse and he got there and Mackenzie's family had already been by to pick up Mackenzie's wedding dress and they went ahead and picked up my tux too <laughs> so it was like it was moot for him to even go but he goes he goes back to the men's warehouse to drop off his tux and they wouldn't let him leave they got into a big fight with him because my tux wasn't he was dropping off everybody's yeah. yeah, except mine, and they appear, I, I can't even remember exactly how it went, but he told me not to go to that men's warehouse for a long time. Yeah, he, he <laughs> caused a big problem, big scene. It was a, apparently, it was a big problem. He found it mildly humorous, but the poor guy got real served yeah. by uh, me asking him that favor. But yeah. he came in late, so it's his fault. Yeah. It's he, came, he had to work. He came in on Friday. Um, yeah, the men's warehouse sucks. Well, let's let's keep moving on here. What Friday we go? We can play disc golf. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, it was real hot. It was hot as balls, and um, very humid, which was a theme for the whole weekend. Yeah. Uh, Saturday on Saturday for the wedding, humidity hit like the uh, critical mass point, 
where it was actually should have been raining probably it was so humid <laughs> the the it, the humidity was actually turning into rain and uh there was little little storms everywhere but uh yeah anyway so friday night you're uh at at your dad's house there's this uh, what i would describe as uh billy madison's party from the movie billy madison when he graduated uh kindergarten <laughs> there's a, it's a street party did you see those pictures miss you, I can't believe you. I tweeted a bunch of the pictures from it. They had this huge inflatable ra- this inflatable slide that was like two stories tall and had a uh, a gorilla fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex on it. It was it was it's, two it's, two different slides. It's like one, one of those jump cats. It's like one of those you know jump cats. I saw it, but only because Anthony sent it to me, and he was like, "Oh my god, I want this just for the house." And I'm like, "Uh, what?" Like, I didn't know where he had seen it, but that must be where he saw it. Yeah, I thought of him when I tweeted it, actually, because I know that he likes dinosaurs, <laughs> and I like dinosaurs. And, uh, yeah, it was like this big jump castle thing. Totally just ridiculous, but awesome. It took up the neighbor's entire front yard. Yeah. Like, it, when, when I was talking <laughs> to Melinda, my stepmom, about, like, the rehearsal dinner and stuff, and I was like, listen, you know, let's just have a party. Let's not worry about, like, having to sit at certain tables and to eat a nice dinner, all this kind of stuff. I was like, let's just do fried chicken, ribs, you know, green beans, mashed potatoes, or potato salad, cream corn, that kind of thing. Uh, have that be a buffet. Let's get a little music going, have, like, little mini games to play, maybe cornhole, bocce ball, that kind of thing. And uh, about a week later, she's like, hey, what do you think about, like, um, like a gorilla slide? And I was like, uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Where did she get that head, idea from? Well, she, you know, I mean, she got this, like, event coordinator. Yeah. And she was like, I guess she had just told them that I'm a child. And right. thought, oh, you know, this, this, maybe she said we're having a 10-year-old birthday party. I don't know. But I did, actually, she said gorilla slide. I thought in my head, okay, well, that will be something that, like, the kids can fit on. And probably only the kids. Yeah. I didn't imagine it being. I thought it'd be about the size of the gorilla that's outside of like the used car lot. Yeah. Which isn't that impressive. But this thing, you could. The, the, my house is on top of a hill, and you could see it from the bottom of the hill over the, the, the like, like the top of the horizon of the hill. I had no idea it was going to be that big. Yeah. It was down huge. at the bottom of the hill was a a wacky, wavy, crazy, inflatable arm flailing tube man. Yeah. That you literally see in front of <laughs> the used cars. Lot. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was running all weekend. Carbon footprint. <laughs> Carbon footprint. Carbon footprint. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> there on Sunday still running. running. On Saturday, it's still fucking going. Yeah, it's still wacky wobbling on Sunday when I got up to leave. They yeah. have been setting up this partiness from Wednesday morning until Friday evening. There was tents all over the yard and. It was, it was a little stage for this band. It was yeah. crazy. The food was awesome. It was really good. And this was for yeah. your your small rehearsal dinner party. Well, the everybody that was from out of town was invited to the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't just wedding party. It was like there was like 150 people there. Because everybody getting together the next day for your wedding wasn't enough. Well, if you're gonna have a wedding <laughs> seven thirty at night. Think about right. it. Well, I guess in the south, you know. Yeah. Well, 
Well, you, we haven't gotten that. There's a, a fire truck showed up serving ice cream. <laughs> this little antique fire truck comes up the road and uh, pulls up. And I'm like, I, this, I've been told about this. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. I'm not having anything to do with that. And then as soon as it got there, I was like, ooh, ice cream. Uh, and I got in line. They were serving ice cream out of the back of this fire truck, and it had a little conveyor belt, and they would put your ice cream on the conveyor belt, and it would come down to you very slowly. You'd be waiting a very long time for the ice cream. But, uh, yeah, and that was awesome. And, yeah, uh, yeah it was, that whole party was awesome. The only thing not party about awesome about that party is I broke my tooth, um, which kind of sucks. I was there. I got to see that happen. Yeah. Broke my tooth. I think on, I think on a sprinkle from the ice cream or something. You broke it on a Reese PC. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about stepmom, about like you know the, whether or not you give the best man speech on Friday night or Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And the, and in the middle of it, you go, oh 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 god, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> saw you were choking or something. You're like, no, no, it's all right. It was. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm all right. <laughs> I had to rush down to the the Walgreens to get some uh, to get some dental wax to put on my broken yeah. tooth. He leaves in the middle of a party, but he comes by to check with me first. Like, oh, Dave, is it is it okay if I go down to the Walgreens real quick? I I feel like five minutes. So I'll be well, I knew quick. as soon as I left, I'd have something I was supposed to do. Oh, where's the best man at? We're doing the best man dance right now. <laughs> like that. You know what uh, I mean? I guess I guess Owen's gonna have to fill in. Yeah. I yeah. did not want that to happen. Well, the uh, the the only bad thing, and it's not ultimately, it's not nothing was bad. Okay, yeah, thing, right. in my experience, but the 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 least exciting thing about the rehearsal dinner was that we get back from the rehearsal at the church, right? Which was fairly non-eventful. Whatever, we had to run through it like twenty times. Which whatever, and. Um, it's the same as any other wedding rehearsal, right? No matter how many times you run through it the night before, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing as soon as you leave there. Yeah, what? what's the deal with that? Everyone I've been in has been so painfully vague about, <laughs> it's like, okay, we need to be here for two hours to practice this thing, but we're we're just, oh, we don't really need to worry about that because you guys will know when to stand up. Oh, will we? Because <laughs> uh, I don't have any idea where we're standing, or oh, let's we'll just do this in the back of the church. We're going to do it up front tomorrow, but for now, for the sake of convenience, let's just do it in the back of the church. Let's just go outside on the steps and do it. <laughs> what? What am I supposed to do? This is the rehearsal. <laughs> I should know what I'm doing by the end of this. It's true. I don't even know who's in the wedding. <laughs> So that was much like every other one. I got nothing out of that. The um, uh, shoot, yeah. So we get back from the rehearsal, and here I I show up, and there's like tons of people that I want to see and hang out with, and it's a party, so I want to party, you know. I want to eat the food and listen to the music. No, I get dragged to the backyard, to the stairs in the backyard, and I'm there for an hour and a half taking pictures with every person that is distantly related to me by any stretch of the imagination yeah. for an hour and a half. I just stood back there and smiled. I felt like a politician because I was just smiling for an hour and a half with yeah. various people's <laughs> pictures. But it was okay. It was cool because, you know, pictures, those will pay off whenever I get to see them. That'll be nice. Yeah, but th- that's the thing about weddings and also if someone winds up in the hospital or funerals or whatever is you wind up like having to spend time with these people that you – are related to, but you don't really know that well. Mm. And honestly, in my case, I don't really care to know them that well. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's nice. Thank you for coming to see me or whatever, but we haven't talked in 20 years. And I'm sure you want to catch up with me, but I don't even really know who you are. <laughs> you know? Well, I was, um, I got, I got a very large family. I mean, I got a large family. And, um, because my, my dad's side of the family is huge. My stepdad's side of the family is like, the, it's the hugest family I've ever known. My mom's side of the family is pretty big. My stepmom's side of the family is all right, you know, about normal size, I guess. But um, most of them weren't there, so that wasn't that big of a deal. But I was real nervous that, like, I wasn't going to remember anybody's name, you know. So I had this plan with Mackenzie that um, if, like, we were supposed to know somebody, if it was somebody that came to see me or whatever, and I didn't know their name, I was just going to introduce Mackenzie and let her, like, immediately shake people's hands and get their names yeah, and yeah. vice versa, you know. But it didn't happen at all. I knew everybody that was there. I mean, like, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, a big family and a lot of people there, but I basically knew everybody that I was supposed to know, that is. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad as far as that was concerned. It just took so long. To, because with these pictures, like, People would just leave, just stray off without knowing that they were supposed to be in another one, three pictures from them. And so it was about wrangling them back and all this kind of stuff. And I hadn't eaten since like 1 o'clock that afternoon, and it was getting dark, and I was, I was ready to eat some food. So by the time I got to the food, all the good chicken had gone. All yeah. that was left was like three little over-crispy little wings. That, that, that chicken was good, it. too. Yeah, I just wound good. up eating a ton of cream corn. Yeah. But isn't it the job of the best man to make sure you have a plate of food? No. Nope. You know, I thought that was the case. Yeah, right. I guess, you know, I mean, I guess not, because he didn't get me anything all weekend. Yeah, right. Leave me alone with my thoughts. Yeah, I didn't do, I didn't get you anything. <laughs> I didn't take care of you at all. He was, he was texting. Yeah. <laughs> he was keeping Twitter updated. I was. Yeah, he was. He was doing his job. The, um, I got you. I made sure you had coffee on Saturday. That one time, you're right. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Forgiven. Really? <laughs> you're really going to make me feel bad about all that? <laughs> all that? There wasn't any of that. What was I it's... supposed to do? I didn't know I was supposed to get you chicken. I did not know that that was part of my job. Chicken. I figured uh, your opulent party, there would be some waiter that brought you chicken to yourself. <laughs> so, you know? I thought this, so I thought a little a little antique police car would come up and bring you your chicken. <laughs> they did have a police car down at the bottom of the street. <laughs> They're directing traffic, not letting people yeah. drive the street, which uh, was impressive and surprising. Yeah, it was. Dude, dude was telling me to move my car, and I felt like being like, uh, no, that's my house. I'm going to drive where I want to drive, but yeah. I didn't. Um, what, so Saturday we played disc golf again with yeah. a bunch of other people, and, uh, and then... And I went to get Papa from the airport. That's right. Acting like I didn't do anything the whole weekend. You did, Joey. I did some... You were, you were the best lifting. man. You were the best man. I was the best man there, that's for sure. <laughs> went and got Papa. Papa from the airport, and Papa immediately launched into asking me how a stick shift works. So, well, kind of, because I had set up this whole itinerary for Saturday in order for everything to happen the way it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Which was, 
a big puzzle. It's like a thousand piece puzzle. I got friends coming from Chattanooga to come out to play disc golf early, but yet we got to be at the clubhouse at two to get ready to take pictures and all this kind of stuff, you know, and they, they can only get in this time trying to play two rounds when we got 20 guys that want to play disc golf and Papa's coming in from the airport and this guy doesn't necessarily want whatever, whatever. We get it so that you're going to pick up Papa and you're going to bring him back and he's going to play, you know, a couple holes of disc golf with us, get into the groove, you know, because his, his flight got canceled the night before. He wasn't coming in until that day. And, and then he was going to take my car back and pick up his, his girlfriend from the airport. And so, you know, he gets in at 11 and, and I get a phone call and immediately Papa being Papa completely rearranging the plans that I had made <laughs> today. Just, well, bro, 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 what about, uh, what, why is it that I'm doing this and that? Why can't I do this, maybe do that, and all that kind of stuff? And I finally gave him the keys of the car, and he went and did his own thing. Yeah. But um, he, he, was, he was concerned about having enough time in the hotel room to prep for the evening. That, yeah. that, that was Friday. Anyways, whatever. Yeah. Saturday. It was, just talking about, God, people are tired of hearing about this wedding. Yeah, they are. Tired uh, yeah, so Saturday, um, well, no, that was Friday, right? Yeah, whatever. Saturday, we get to the, let's just fast forward. No, no, that was Saturday. Yeah, we picked up Papa. Um, no, no, that was, fr- I don't know when it was. I, I no, It's all the, blurred now. Let's go to the wedding. Or all right, day now. of the wedding. Yeah, so um, the big thing happening other than your wedding on that day was the big England versus a uh, U.S. soccer match, mm-hmm. um, which you know everybody was excited about, uh, particularly since Owen was there because he's you know obviously an England supporter. Yeah, and uh, bought an American flag to bring with him to taunt Owen with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, props to Criado for that. Um, so yeah, so we go to the. Um, First of all, I'm scared to step outside because it's so hot. I'm afraid that I'm going to just die. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be in the sun too long. And, and too long, I mean more than a minute because I'm afraid I'm just going to, like... It's like, it's like the opposite play. of the Arctic. Yeah. You know, if you stay, if any piece of your skin is exposed to the Arctic at that time of year, you you die. Yeah. And the opposite of that was, was Knoxville that Saturday. Yeah, and I, I was real worried because my I got my hair cut and it, I felt like it looked pretty good, but in the humidity, my hair gets all like uh, very curly. Yeah, and and frizzy. Yeah, and so I had this like fear of that, which I, you know usually I don't give a shit, but I'm like, man, I'm gonna be immortalizing these photos that are gonna be hanging over his mantelpiece <laughs> his life, you know, or you know sitting on his coffee table, and everybody's <laughs> gonna be like, oh, look at your frizzy hair. It was humid that day. <laughs> and so I'm like trying to limit my exposure to the outdoors, you know, and I'm also having to listen to Owen complain about how hot it is, which just makes it even more miserable, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we go to the country club where the, uh, the, where the reception's going to be and they got it set up, um, to where we can watch the game in this little, uh, this little area. And the trophy so, room. Right. So we got there and, you know, we're watching the game, which is sweet, but, they had us get there. The wedding, mind you, is the latest wedding I've ever been to or in. Uh, 7.30. Yeah, it starts 7.30 at night. Uh, they so, get us... They so get us well, time out. Time out. Yeah. Miss, as a reasonable human being, if the wedding's at 7.30, what time would you expect the uh, wedding party to have to get ready for said wedding? Now, you got to take pictures beforehand. Yeah. What time? What time are pictures? 
No, no, no. What time? You tell us what time are pictures. What time? What well, time? I would give a reasonable amount of time for pictures so that all pictures are taken. Yeah, well, what's a reasonable and amount of time? I, I would say an hour and a half to two hours for pictures. Oh, okay, so that would be what? Okay. A 4.30? No, 5.30? So I would say everyone should start getting ready about 12, 1 o'clock. Time really? out. You're thinking like a woman. I, I of wool. <laughs> you're thinking about wedding gowns and bridesmaids dresses. Okay, for a man, for men to get ready in an adequate amount of time, showered up and everything, I would say if pictures are at five thirty, I would say three o'clock. Yeah. Everybody start getting ready. But I mean that includes time to shower and stuff. But yeah. I would say everybody should be ready let's by four forty-five, five o'clock. Yeah. That's, Ready. That's a, yeah. That's a, that's reasonable, um, but our photographer was not reasonable, and so he decided to have us get ready at two o'clock. Why? Now, granted, it's hot as balls outside, and I sweat. And sweat. Yes, and I sweat, but I don't sweat nearly as much as some of these motherfuckers in this wedding. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to name any names, but some people have trouble with sweat, you know, and they would admit to that. Yeah. You know, and I sweat profusely and these guys are like 10 times as bad as me so i'm like thinking man we're just gonna be nasty by the time this wedding rolls around so we get there at two and we're like i'm thinking oh yeah we're here at two but we'll be able to just kind of dick around for a couple hours uh yeah. watch the world cup game we'll be able to dick around for a little while nope about two fifteen, uh you know the 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 awful photographer comes in who's this guy from scotland who's just like angry he's just got an angry look on his face you know he looks like he should be tending bar in scotland or something rather than now this is the case of jekyll and hyde here because when we met him he was the nicest man on the face of this earth yeah he had all these ideas and all this kind of like yeah i want to get to know y'all so i know how to shoot you know wedding and all this kind of stuff what you guys like and then the day of he he shows up in shorts flip-flops and a and a silk shirt, and he just starts barking. Like orders. a bowling shirt, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he just starts. It's like a a boss. He's acting like a boss, like he's our boss, and we're working at PetSmart. You mentioned at one point, <laughs> Joey, that that it, he would say for the first time something to us, yeah, as if he had told us eight times. Yeah, yeah. The level of frustration. I think somebody else said that, but I was there when it was said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. he, he would come to us and and ask us why we weren't somewhere when we had no idea we were supposed to be somewhere. Yeah. You know, why aren't you here? Well, because you haven't told me. <laughs> you know, and just like, we're just like, we got our heads down. We're just broken, it was, in, just defeated. It was just him by himself? No, he had an assistant who was very nice. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to point out that. the obvious here, but it probably would have cost you a lot less to fly me and Nicole out and just let us take your pictures. Yep. Well, I'm just gonna and you say, probably I'm wouldn't be nearly as mean to us. as. Not nearly as yeah. mean. Well, anyways. <clears throat> you, you would at least understand that we sweat and we don't need to be putting on these tuxedos at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And granted, we right. were inside. Thank God we were inside. But still, it was hot in the little room we were in. And so we're like, I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to be able to get through this without having to put these tuxedos on. It'll be like 4 o'clock. We'll put them on. Nope. 2.10. I need you guys to put these tuxedos on. You take pictures of you putting these tuxedos on. 
and I'm like, put taking pictures of us putting them on. I was like, that, oh, do you think we should? Do you want us to start like naked? You want to start taking pictures of us <laughs> naked? We'll just do it step by step. When I I helped my friend shoot a wedding, and we did do the whole women getting ready with their dresses and not yeah. like putting them on, but you know the dresses hanging up and all of that. But she sent me out to take pictures of the men before the wedding, and they were already dressed. I was, we weren't going after the whole they're getting dressed and stuff. Well, I'll take credit for that one. I'll I'll take credit for that because we did that with Josh's wedding, and I thought it was funny. I thought it was all right. It was pretty cool, you know. It was, but it it wasn't like six hours ahead of time, and um, it was just kind of like it was spontaneous, you know. Yeah. It was just they just came in there and did it, and this guy was like, he didn't want spontaneous. He wanted to pose us as getting ready. Yeah, and he did pose us, and so he's like. Oh yeah, you guys need to get ready. I need to get you getting ready. We get ready. We're putting everything on. He sets up two shots and then he's gone. Two. Yeah. We're Did like, you what? do anything like you know everybody takes a shot or like you all smoke cigars together or something like that? He tried like to do some men? shit like that and it didn't work. It, it was just he was just not. He tried to do the spontaneous stuff and it didn't come out. So, I mean, the pictures wind up. There's a lot of good pictures. Yeah, but you know, I, I, he did made me do the thing where I like put Groove's bow tie on. And it's very homoerotic, and <laughs> he did do, he, and he did get a lot of pictures of you and Delaney and Josh making fun of Owen. There's like five pictures in a row yeah. where clearly <laughs> you guys making fun of Owen. <laughs> this is one of my and making lewd gestures, so, semi lewd gestures towards Owen. Yeah, the uh, one of the things, Miss, that we did do. Um, and I can't take credit for this. My buddy Brian, I was in his wedding last summer. Yeah, it was last summer. And uh, for the groomsman gifts, he got us all a pair of shoes that he thought we would like. And um, cool. Yeah, and so I copied that and uh, got the groomsman shoes that I thought they would like. And um, It wasn't we, even that we were light. It was like that fit our personality. Yeah. And it was legit. Like. I love. I've been wearing the shoes nonstop that you gave me, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a legit present. Well, so we decided to wear those for the wedding. And, yes, uh, so we all wore our individual shoes for the wedding in, with our tuxes. Yeah, <laughs> which wound up being a really good idea because those tux shoes suck. Yeah, <laughs> they were nice. so comfortable. Did, were there pictures of the shoes and all of, like of the? Course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, that was that was awesome. I mean, that was really I that that and um, Delaney when I was in his wedding, he gave me a knife, and those are like the two greatest things I've ever gotten as being in in a wedding, you know, like a wedding gift. Yeah, my ex got a a pocket knife before yeah. being in a wedding, and it had his name engraved on it, but it was like a total piece of shit. Oh yeah, these, these were like legit spider cut knives. They're like I could kill someone with. Sweet. Yeah. Which posed a problem for the rest of that wedding because everyone was like Everybody flicking their knives. knives open. Yeah, so you just yeah. hear it clicking behind you and be like, "Oh shit, where, where was that coming from?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, the shoes were awesome, and my, I, I I totally dig the ones you got. That what um yeah. what did Mackenzie give her bridesmaids? Uh, some sort of earrings. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was cool. It's apparently they were nice earrings and everybody liked them, but. You know, I, I, you know, shoes. Yeah, you won. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 
and I was thankful to be wearing those shoes instead of those tuck shoes. Um, the funny thing is, seeing the pictures of the actual ceremony is a is quite the juxtaposition to be in this Catholic cathedral, and all the groomsmen are standing up there, half of them in tennis shoes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, with tuxedos, which but, um, is legit. You so, know. But, so we run out of time taking pictures. Which you, we shouldn't have run out of time because we had six <laughs> hours to do it in. And this guy, like, Groove and I, you know, I'm like thinking, yeah, I'm the best man, and this is my best friend, and I want to make sure that we get some, you know, this may be our only chance that we get photos together, so I want to make sure they're good. I stand up there, the guy's like, takes, I'm like, where am I supposed to stand? Oh, we're done with you. <laughs> I wasn't even looking at the camera. You got the back of my head. And so I like, for, after we got all the pictures done, I like went up there and was like, hey, I want you to take more pictures of us. And I'm glad I did that because the ones he took after that came out really good. Yeah, much better than the first two. Yeah. It was funny. We were He was taking pictures of us in a hallway, and uh, it was me and a groomsman at a time, and he was cycling them through. Mikey was sitting around the corner of the room. He had no idea what was going on. He was super nervous to come down the hallway, so he didn't know what had been happening. <laughs> I got I got my, my middle finger up to the first knuckle, all the way in Owen's asshole as yeah. we were taking the pictures together. <laughs> right yeah. up and I didn't realize, I was like, what is going on in that picture? And then I remembered that that had happened, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's three pictures with Owen. One is mer- moment of insertion, and then <laughs> resting inside, and then the exit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what? So we take all these pictures, and then we go to get married and we show up at the church and they're having mass from six to seven and our weddings at seven thirty. And so we go into the, uh, the little school that's connected to the church and, um, about 10 minutes before mass is over, somebody comes back and says that the power is out in the church completely. Yeah. And um and <laughs> and so we're just like uh okay you know the problem is that the power being out it's still damn hot outside and yeah. it's starting to get hot inside the church too and there's I, no lights yeah I had just given up at that point because I was like I already smell like you know yeah. armpits did the did the church balls. have air conditioning until the power went out yeah okay. Yeah, well, my cousin got married in a church that didn't have any in July. Well, look at you, Miss One Up. Well, well, it's not uh, it's not humid like it is there, but well, I, that's yeah. why that's why I asked like such kind of a dumb question. Was there air conditioning to start with? Because a lot of churches don't have it. Yeah, well, they got it. Anyways, we well, pretty much got it down here because it's so humid and stuff. I guess. So. Yeah. The um. So yeah, even puts out, and they and they start getting people into the church, uh, you know, even though the power's not on yet for for this wedding. And about five minutes before the wedding goes on, uh, they get the power back on, which is great, good. You know, I mean, the whole time though, Mackenzie's like, whatever, fuck it, yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get married in the dark, which is totally cool. She was like. She was cool as a cucumber the whole time. I mean, well, the whole time once she we had taken the pictures and she and I got to hang out a little bit before she said she was pacing all day long. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. after that photographer had yelled at us for like four hours, it was like, okay, we can handle this. We can handle anything, yeah. yeah. And, which the photographer was still running up to us and yelling at us for no reason. Even <laughs> when we were in the school and he wasn't taking pictures. He'd just appear in a cloud of smoke and be like, why are you standing there? <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, we got yeah. excited at one point because the priest had said that because the power was out, they were going to cut some stuff out of the ceremony and make it a little shorter. And yeah. uh, we were kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, if we have to do that, that's okay. And all the while, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking nobody's going to go for this. No one's going to go the, for this. There's no way. The, the thing that they were going to cut out was the uh, the communion, which is, you know, uh, has the potential to take a long time, but it's also like... Um, and it's weird I mean, for non-Catholics. Right. It's just weird for non-Catholics. That's what it is. And I was like, oh, that's what you're going to cut. That's, you know, great. I mean, not great, but like, okay, we'll make do. Yeah. And, uh, and so do. Father Reagan, who, by the way, up. let me say a little something about Father Reagan, the guy, that, the priest that married McKinsey and I. I was totally nervous about meeting, because you have to meet with the priest, you know, before you get married in the Catholic Church and make sure that everything's legit. So we go in to meet him on Thursday, um, before the wedding, and I'm, I'm I had not been that. Ner- I was more nervous to meet him than I was to get married. Yeah, because I didn't want to say something wrong and him be like, oh, 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 you guys can't get married, you know, and like, <laughs> oh, you know, shit. And uh, we go, and he had been um, at our high. And McKenzie and I went to the same high school, and he had been in our high school when we were there, and uh, so he knew us. And uh, so we go in to meet him, and I'm just sweating and nervous, and I'm. My heart is about to jump out of my throat. We sit down, and, and we sit down, and we hung out for an hour. And he's just, like, catching up with us, letting us know about what other people are doing from our class, our graduating class. And he's like, so, how do you want to do this? What do you want to do? Okay, we'll do this, not this. It was, like, not intrusive whatsoever. Low and pressure. I a lot of that. Yeah, not not much pressure. And then um, He was cool. Yeah, the, the priest was really co- really nice, really cool guy. He looked like Will Forte a little bit from yeah. Saturday Night Live. Just, but just really funny, happy guy, so happy that it just it was crazy how happy he was. Yeah, he spends really most of his time doing charity work than he does yeah. anything else. And he runs marathons and stuff. Crazy yeah. guy. Anyway, so, um, so he comes back and he's like, ask McKenzie if it's okay to cut out communion. She's like, yep. But she got busted. She was standing behind the school in the little garden with the statue of <laughs> yeah. Eric. And she was smoking a cigarette back then. And as soon as she opens the door, she just flicks the cigarette away, but it lands on the statue of Mary. <laughs> I didn't see that part, but I saw her, like, her face melt when he saw her. I wanted to be yeah. like, it's not against this. There's nothing in the Bible about not smoking. It's okay. <laughs> she was so nervous about that. So... But, you know, all, all for naught, because they got the power back on right before the, the mass started. Yeah, they're rushing and, like, getting. they finally got the power cut back on, and they come running into the room where we're at, expecting us to be real happy about it. And we were kind of yeah. like, oh, great. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I look at Jay, and I'm like, I suppose that means we're doing communion now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what, so, uh, so... You know what? The wedding happens. I'm a buffoon. Well, before the wedding started, let me just say, we were backstage when we recorded the little podcast thing. That's as nervous as I've ever seen you in, in the time I've been around you. Like, you don't really get nervous about stuff in that way. Yeah. I've seen you get scared about things. Yeah. Um, but it just passes. 
but yeah. there was like nervous tension. That's usually me that's acts like that. That's how I react to things. But you were right. you're definitely uh, gripped. I was. And, uh, I was trying to liven the mood a little bit, a little back back there, <laughs> tossing out some jokes. I think that some of them were inappropriate, and the priest probably heard them. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was legit. I was glad that I didn't have to walk in with the rest of those bozos. I got to hang out with you in the back, um, and then we got to make our grand entrance on the stage. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. We come in, and the, one of the gratifying things, I mean, it sucked because of partially the shots, but the the photographer was standing, or he was, like, kneeling right in front of the priest and I, taking yeah. pictures of people coming down the aisle. But the priest and I, in the rehearsal, had planned on stepping down onto the carpet from the, uh, you know, the raised part of, we'll just call it the stage. And uh, when the bride was coming in, we were supposed to step down. And uh, so as soon as the as soon as McKenzie starts walking down the aisle, we get to just uh, we just kick the photographer right this small <laughs> in the back. Get out of the way! Get out of the way! Which we he should have known because the photographer was at the rehearsal yelling at us. That's before I knew he was the, the photographer. And he was he was trying to give the uh, videographer shit. Which the videographer we haven't mentioned him because he was the most professional person there. Yeah, definitely. Um, which, Low key, but, stayed out of the way. Yeah, he was didn't saying, really you know, know he was around a lot of times. He was P. Kane's professor. At oh, was he? Yeah. He, uh, he was a videographer, professor, whatever, cinematography. I think it was cinematography. Anyways, um, Delaney did mention, though, that, I mean, the guy was dressed in all black. He's a thin guy, but he's got some, uh, like, Navy tattoos on his arms, like an yeah. a, uh, a anchor on his forearm and stuff. And uh, he started hanging out with us when we were getting ready, but he, ha- he didn't have his video camera. Yeah, the lady said yesterday. I was hanging out. That he said, "I didn't know who that guy was." <laughs> he was just like hanging around. Yeah, he so, texted a, a me and was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> While we were in the thing, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, so, um, so yeah. So I started crying when she started walking down the aisle, and I stopped Aww. crying at um, when we were leaving. But so we do the this mass, right, Miss, and we get. Mackenzie and I have to sit up on the stage, and so, like, I'm refusing to look out into the audience because I know that those grooms are going to make me start laughing. And we are facing away from the grooms. Like, they're on my left, and then, like, basically right in front of us is all the bridesmaids. And they sit down in this pew on the other side, and the pew just about breaks. It makes a large groaning sound. Oh. And it lowers, and they thought that they were going to fall. And all the bridesmaids are visibly laughing, especially Pauline and um, and Whitney, who's McKenzie's sister and 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 best friend. And and they're laughing to the point of like tears coming out of their eyes. And McKenzie's next to me laughing too. And I'm sitting here thinking, come on, this is very serious. We can't be can't be visibly laughing right now. We got to be stoic. And um and whatever, it flew over. <laughs> Um, it, yeah. At that point, though, it wasn't like that. At that point, I felt like it was like, okay, up until now, we've been we've been nervous, we've been stressed, the mobs have been freaking out, whatever. But at that point, I felt like you and McKenzie were both like, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's gonna happen, and if somebody laughs, they're gonna laugh. And, and the good thing was was that uh, it, it was good that we were like that because right at the end, Miss, the power goes out again. Oh, no. A lot of people told me afterwards they thought that was part of the ceremony. <laughs> it was totally planned. Yeah. Well, it was at the, um, they were actually doing communion. 
And uh, the people were walking up, which the communion was, oh, it was so hilarious to sit up there and watch that. Because here we are in this Catholic church where the thing about, you know, Catholicism is the belief in transubstantiation where the the Eucharist and, and the wine, they become the body and the blood. It's literally, you know, that's the doctrine that you're believing that this is actually Jesus Okay, and um, and you're only supposed to be Catholic if you're doing that. You actually have to go through this right first communion where you learn all this stuff, and um, and but and Father Reagan mentions, you know, he says if you're not Catholic, you can cross your arms and receive a blessing, and you know, but if you are Catholic, whatever, and you don't have to come up if you don't want to. Well, about half that church was Catholic, the other half wasn't, and the other half still came up. And like, to, there's a there's a very specific way to receive communion. You gotta have one okay. hand open the other, and you gotta like. It doing gets, it like, wrong. They were doing it wrong. <laughs> they were doing it so wrong. The Catholics <laughs> were doing it wrong. No, no, the Catholics. All the other people were doing it. Wrong. You put one hand over the other, and the hand that the oh for the blessing the, thing. Yeah. No, no. To receive no. the communion. Oh, for the actual communion. They, they weren't crossing their arms. They were just. You, so you're supposed to put one hand over the other, palm up, and, and the, the Eucharist gets set in your hand, and you take it with the other hand, and you say amen, and you put it in your mouth, whatever, whatever. The, the wine is optional, okay? Well, all the Protestants or whatever they were that were coming up, they were just like taking it out of the hand of the priest <laughs> and saying thanks, and then going over to the wine and dipping it in the wine. But they weren't supposed to be doing it at all. No, they weren't. That's a, that's a common mistake. A lot of people. There's Bill Clinton no, made that mistake once. When we were meeting with Father Ray, he was like, you know, we'll we'll say this and we'll say that. People are still going to come up anyways, and that's okay. That's you know that happens or whatever. I just didn't expect this. A, see that many people doing it, and B, get a front row seat for it because I never got to see that before. You're usually looking at the backs of people's heads when they're doing that. But it was so funny. They would just put out one little hand and just like their fingertips, and they'd just say audibly, we could hear them looking at the priest saying, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the people wanted it. By that point, the non-Catholics want a snack, okay? Because they've been in the wedding so long. It was getting late. You're in already. Yeah, and I thought, yeah. I, I, I'm not religious, you know, but I thought that the power going out was maybe if there is a God telling us, hey, let's wrap this up. <laughs> let's, come on, let's finish well, it up. The, the one thing about it is that the the song that was being sung during that was a selection of Mackenzie's. It's usually reserved for funerals. Yeah. Um, but we both have fond memories of that song or whatever. Is I'll raise you up on eagle's wings or whatever. And the... Um, <laughs> And so the power goes out, and so the you know the piano and the microphone that the singers were singing on that all goes out, and then all of a sudden there's just this swell of uh, of singing from everyone that was in the audience that knew that song. They just immediately, without hesitation, picked up the singing of that song. And um, Papa told me later that he was like, you know, Papa was. Um, and, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think he'd be embarrassed. I mean, he's an atheist, you know, like four of my groomsmen sitting there are atheists watching. By the way, several of the groomsmen did not get up to receive communion. Yeah. Josh did. And I think it was because he and Garrett were the first two or so, you know, first two or three near the, near the front there. And he gets up and the look on his face 
I'm getting that communion like it was so hilarious. It was so like you could see him wrestling with himself. Like, oh like, no, okay. what have I done? Yeah. Well, it was like I, I think I should be doing this for David's sake for the wedding, but like at the same time, this is really conflicting me. <laughs> well, and the rest of the groomsmen just stood there like awkwardly and like looked at each other, and finally decided that oh, it's solidarity. Well. You know? And we, and Mikey, Mikey went as well. I mean, Mikey knew what he was doing, but Josh totally did. He took the wafer, and he just looked at it, and it, he found like standing <laughs> eagle, and then no, and then he puts the wafer down by his head, like he's holding on to it. But he's just like he didn't put it in his mouth. He's just holding on to it. Then he goes over to the line, and he just takes a big old gulp of that. <laughs> I think he puts the wafer in after that. I think he tried to swallow it like a pill. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's so bad. <sighs> well, I was worried that the uh, I was not one of the groomsmen that went up for blessing, and I was worried that your mom was upset with us because she was sitting behind us. Yeah, judging you. And I don't know if she was upset with us or not, but I I have heard absolutely nothing. Okay, good. To that to that, to that extent, I don't think they well, would. I mean, they know. You yeah. and the priest had both told us specifically, you do not have to come up. And if you want to make this faster, just don't come up. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, no, it was so fine. It was more of that than making a statement or anything. So. Yeah. The, um, you know, the only problem, you know, I mean, one of the things about marrying into a family, you know, is that <clears throat> McKinsey's parents know me. They know me yeah. pretty well. You know, they've spent four years with me, but they haven't met my friends. And Mackenzie got into an argument with her mom a night or two before the wedding. And uh, at some point had told me that she accidentally let it slip that four of my groomsmen were atheists. What? She threw us under the bus. You didn't explain it to me like that. (laughs) Sold us out for her own good. Well, at least I'm not one of the four atheist groomsmen. (laughs) And so, you know. Technically, it was four atheists and an agnostic, so it was five of us. Well, you know, I think once you've got at least one, I mean, and you know, it's just a little bit concerning that that came out the day before we're getting married, and mom's pretty, uh, you know, I mean, she she's got she's Catholic, you know, she's that's how she rolls, and it's just something. It was just one of those things. She's like, really, the day before you got you got to let that bomb drop. Yeah, it wasn't hurting anybody. That nobody knew that, you know, it wasn't hurting anybody, and um, whatever the power goes out. And so when we are announced, we're announced in the dark, and uh, the damn photographer gets up there and won't let us walk down the aisle because he has to. Keep, he has to. He got like four pictures of us with his big old bold flasher, yeah. uh, and then and the, but finally we get to leave. We rush through the uh, photos at the altar because there was a car waiting on us to take us to the reception, and that was um, that was a big hassle. And um, yeah, hey, let me just say that like. I, I'm good in front of crowds and stuff, but when I walked out there onto the, at the to the altar in the beginning yeah. of the ceremony, and I saw yeah. that there were that many people there, yeah, I suddenly like my stomach lurched, <laughs> like I got a little bit nervous. And then I, I've always been told don't lock your knees, but yeah. I never really understood what that meant. Yeah, and so I started thinking, well. Oh no! Am, am I locking my knees now? No, this isn't my locking knees? my knees. Am I not? <laughs> so I just kind of started moving my knees forward and backwards just a little bit, <laughs> to, like keep the blood flowing. But there was a moment where I got a little lightheaded, and I was like, 
oh boy. And then I got a little <laughs> dusty when I knew you were crying because I saw the back of your head turn red. Uh, <laughs> a little bit dusty, but I made it through. And uh, then there was another point where Owen grabbed my butt when we were up there. Mackenzie did mention that um, um, that she, I got a full view of all the bridesmaids, you know, and she could see all the groomsmen. And she said at one point when we were doing the vows and stuff, she looked over and saw Papa wiping his eyes. Papa is a oh, softy. Don't, he don't is let him soft. fool me. He can't fool me with his, yeah. his ultimate reason and logic. A man dominated by logic. Getting yeah. teary eyed at a wedding. Yeah. Um, which was sweet. Very sweet. But we have a good it was a good wedding though. It was nice. There was a lot of love in that room. It was. It was nice and we got through it and um And then shit got crazy at the reception. The reception, yeah. I, all I know is when I first got there I went I, I didn't do what I did at Josh's wedding and get you know, miss out on the food. I walked right over to the table and poured myself a big old bowl of caviar. <laughs> just stacked it up because nobody was eating it nobody was eating it and I was like I'm going to eat about $100 worth of this caviar right now <laughs> piled it up I took a, I took a serving spoon and ser- served it up on my plate just <laughs> we plate. um we get well we get in there and we do the uh the first dance and then dance with the she danced with the dad I danced with both my moms and um we cut the cake and then because we we had to jam straight into cutting the cake because it was already fucking what nine thirty ten o'clock by the time we're cutting yeah, the cake yeah people got to go to bed yeah <laughs> they, they, old, old folks had to leave and uh, and then Mackenzie and I get whisked away yeah to this separate room where they had a, a miniature plate of every single item of food that had been served there so we got to actually sit down and eat. Yeah. There's a couple pictures I got. They put a tablecloth over Mackenzie, like as if she were getting her hair cut. Yeah. <laughs> so she was she was and, and we were just, we were back there just like, it was like a cartoon back there. We were just like, <laughs> just like one bite of it, this thing, and then one That's bite really of that thing. And it yeah. was, if it for, had for not happened. Feed, for them to feed you guys like that, that's, that's really smart. Yeah, that's it good because usually you throw this big party and you don't get to enjoy it. Or instead of yeah. eating in front of everybody, I mean, what if she would have spilled and, yeah. yeah. Well, but when you're out there, it's like sharks in the water, you know? You're getting talked at. Right. You don't want to eat while somebody's trying to talk to you. Yeah. Too, you know? So we're eating, right? And then Pauline, her BFF, is coming to bustle her dress. We only ate for 15 minutes, miss, okay? We were back there for 15 minutes. Pauline comes back to bustle her dress. And in order to do that, Mackenzie had to get up on her knees on a couch and put her forearms on the back of the couch and lean forward. And Pauline stuck her head all the way up the back of her dress to find these things. Did okay. you think your honeymoon came early or what? Well, well get this. So I, I'm, I figure, well, I'll take the time to re-tuck in my shirt. And the way that I do that is just like I always saw my dad do it is I completely undo my pants. <laughs> and, I, and I let my shirt come down. And the whole time, though, we had had this personal waiter coming to the uh, room to make sure we had food that we wanted and stuff. And as I'm tucking my shirt in, I look up and I realize that what this must look like if he were to come in. And I, so I immediately, and thank God he did not come in. 
because he wouldn't have asked any questions, and it would have just been real awkward. You know, <laughs> I get my, my pants on real quick. I get them all done. We get muscleized up. And um, we're out of there in 22 minutes, right? We walk out of this um, room that we had been getting fed in, and I don't even know how many rooms the reception was in because I only saw two. We walk out, and I get three feet into the room where people are, and I'm standing in that exact same spot for an hour and 45 minutes. I did not get to move anywhere, and then I'm suffering now talking to people these days, a couple of days after the wedding, saying, man, y'all were back in that room forever. And the whole thing was, uh, we were not back in that room forever. We were standing there with this receiving line of people, you know, that like, it, it was just like one person gave us a hug, and then all of a sudden, poof, there was a line of people. Yeah, was... And the kid abandons me. Yeah. After about 20 minutes of that, she leaves. She got snuck away somehow, and she's going, you know, she got snuck away to go smoke a cigarette, and then she came back in for about another 30 or 45 minutes, but I was standing there for an hour and 45 minutes saying hi to everyone. Well, which was, so they, I didn't mean, do, what? they didn't plan something like um, once you guys come in and they do the announcing or whatever and, you know, everyone's kind of sitting down to eat. You don't, you didn't have like a walk through each table and. Well, see, that was the thing that we didn't want, that we didn't want a bunch of tables with people having to feel like they had to sit with X amount of people. We just had little food stations and all these uh, different but let, let me say, I got served while all that was going on, okay? Because the wedding planner comes up to me and is like, oh, we need you and Mackenzie's sister to do the speech. Uh, they're they're going to go, this is, you know, they're going to cut the cake and they're going to go in the back for like 10 or 15 minutes and then they're going to come out and you're going to do this speech, okay? For, so yeah. for the next fucking two hours, we're sitting there thinking, what, well, where, when are we going to be doing this shit? And then finally we were like, all right, we're not doing it. As soon as we were like, we're not doing it, that's when they came over, like, oh, we need you to do it. <laughs> so for, like, two hours of this thing, we're both, and Mackenzie's sister was a lot more nervous about it than I was, but still, I'm just like, man, I just want to get this over with. And people are coming to me and asking me where you are. And I'm like, I don't know where he is. I do this fucking <laughs> yeah, speech. I'm about to get up here and do the speech without him in here and just get it fucking done. So. <laughs> people were accusing us of going back and um, consummating our marriage in that back room, but the truth of that it was... We were, um, I mean, there was a lot of people at that wedding. There was like 300 people there, and everybody wanted to say hi. And yeah. But not only did everybody want to say hi, they like, I mean, it's, it's a trip. I know how I'm going to be from every wedding that I go to from now on. Like, if I even say hi to, to the bride and groom, it's going to be for like 30 seconds. I'm going to be like, go it's ahead. hello. It's a congratulations, you know. But people, people, yeah, people are rude and take up your time, okay? They don't realize that there's fucking 500 people at this thing, and you need to be able to say hi to all of them. And that's why yeah. when I go right, to weddings like that, why, yeah, even with close friends. That's why I don't understand. Where was your <laughs> wedding planner? She should have been saying, come on, like, you know, like, set up a whole thing where everybody has a chance to come and say hello, but moving Look the line you, along. I think you've found your calling because yeah. you've got all these Monday morning quarterbacking things going on here. <laughs> well, that's what the wedding planner wasn't very proactive about a lot of this stuff because, like, yeah. she was real nervous about things, and then she'd be like, ah, meh, okay. But I, I'm not complaining. 
that, yeah. I, that my complaint is that people were accusing me of being gone for too long. I wasn't gone for too long. I was just in a room that you right. were in. Like, no, I, but, but for, <laughs> for me, when I go to a wedding, even if it's people that I'm really close to, I go to it and I realize I'm not going to spend much time with that person. And I always say, and I go up, like when we went to Will's wedding, I went up to Will and to Katie and we're like, hey, I love you guys. Congratulations. Walked away. You know? Yeah. That was it. I realized that I'll catch up with Will later. But there's other people that are just going to talk to you for two hours about the weather and what, you know, <laughs> how they're doing at their job and stuff. And you're like, well, really? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like the, it was a little bit frustrating for me, though, because I did. I mean, everybody that was there, like a lot of the people that were there, I hadn't seen in so long. And I was like really wanting to talk to them. And I felt bad. Like you see – you're talking to somebody, and then out of the corner of your eye, you see somebody else show up. It's just as hype. You know, you're hyped to talk to this person, and that person's all hyped. And you're like, oh, I want to talk to that person, too. And they're just standing there, and you're, like, trying to do the body language of, like, the shift to yeah. the other person. And then they, like, grab you, and they're like, oh, no, what about this thing and that thing? And, oh, you remember when you were this tall? Look at your cheeks and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. I'm going to have rules so, at my wedding. You can't look me in the eye, and you only get 30 seconds to talk to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm moving along. There's gonna be a high five line. Yeah, so yeah. high five line. That? High got... five line. That's awesome. <laughs> I, got, I only got. Uh, I mean, uh, McKinsey abandoned me. She <laughs> See, I was left alone to, to talk to all she these. Hung people. you out to dry. Oh, yeah. Man. See, I I wasn't. I did, obviously wasn't the one getting married, and I didn't even get to talk to everybody I wanted to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Because I, there was like, I didn't get to talk to the Grotto guys very much. I just like. You know, yeah. I was moving around a little bit and talking to people, but it was like there were so many people there from so many different aspects of life. That, See, that's yeah. why you have the dollar dance, because then you have to pay your way to talk to the bride and groom. That's right. Yeah. I do a $20 dance at my wedding. So. <laughs> people Actually, will give yeah. you a lot more than a dollar. They better. They'll pin 10s, 20s on you. Yeah. Well, we... um. Well, after that, I mean, after that hour 45, I finally get into the room where the band is playing, which I was so grateful for because, like, the band was, like, my thing. You know, that was, like, my wedding dress or whatever. We've talked about it. Yeah. And um, their first set, apparently, nobody was dancing. And then the the set break was they had a DJ playing music during the set break, and apparently that went on fairly long. Yeah, and, but it got people up and got people dancing. So the second set for the band was pretty awesome. I they were—I would say I give Rob Teeter a lot of shit, but they were really good, and they were really good because their music is not—they're good for a wedding because they're not one genre. Mm-hmm. They play a little bit of everything. They're more jazz-based than like country or or bluegrass, right? You know, and they did a cover of uh, "Get Back" by the Beatles that was really cool at the end. Yeah, and, uh, I've seen they, they did a really good job. Yeah, they they did fun. So we got out there and uh, we cut a rug. We got yeah. out there and danced. I mean, what? It was like midnight by the time we got out. Yeah, you were the dance floor, and we danced till two a.m. <laughs> this is a ton of dancing. And uh, there was a uh, apparently, well, what? I mean, everybody was everybody got crazy. Yeah. Everybody got crazy. And we did get to do our speeches, finally. And it actually worked out well, because by the time we did our speeches, the people that were, like, cool were, st- were there, you know, and everybody else had kind of left, you know? Yeah, the people that were kind of coming, 
to see the wedding, to have a little bit of reception, to say congratulations, that kind of thing, they had gone, you know, it, which yeah. was the way it was supposed to be. Everybody, yeah. for the most part, everybody that came for that got that. They got to say hi, congratulations, that kind of thing. And when that died down, everybody that was still there, which was still what? I was still a lot of people, people, and it was like a lot of our like close friends were still there. Just yeah, and they were the people that were staying at a party, and yeah. that's what it, ha- it was like. It was like it went from ten to eleven, yeah, and uh, on the volume button, and um, yeah, those speeches floored us. Really good speeches. So little kudos to Jigga. Thanks. I got some good feedback on that. I was uh, I didn't know how it was going to go over. I was afraid I was going to forget some of it because, like I said, I'd written it a long time ago. But, uh, but the thing was, Miss, he starts out. Hey, great. We just got back from a Catholic wedding, you know. Yeah. The, the, you know, kind of as as conservative as it can get as far as like religions go for this wedding, whatever, whatever, you know. It was great. And Joey steps up, and the first thing he says is, "A lot of y'all know I'm not a religious man." <laughs> yeah. That was the that was the opener, and in my head I go, "Oh." Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna burn this place down right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch it burn. Just fucking watch it burn. But then I dropped a Bible verse on him, so <laughs> what were you worried about? Man, I'm yeah. still waiting for the remake of the yeah. beach. Yeah, I, I promised Miss I would do a reenactment of it because she wanted to see it, and I actually had someone all set to record it. Speedy was gonna record it, but it wound up getting too late for him, so he had to leave. Yeah, so it didn't get really. recorded. I think that the, the I, I'm sure the videographer recorded it. Yeah, it seemed like he was there. Um, Shit, they were there. There were yeah. three of them. They were there all night long. Hopefully, they got it because uh, Whitney's speech was really good too, um, and she yeah. was really nervous. And I was like, "You're gonna do fine. Nobody's gonna be judging you." And she she pulled it off really well. Yeah, it was a good um, speech. It was real. I mean, God. Yeah, yeah. most of them not too long. Real heartfelt. Made us cry. That kind of stuff. Everything you need to have a speech. It was good. Yeah. Speech fine. Maybe you need to go on circuit. Maybe I should. I, I said I should just go and appear at people's uh, appear at people's <laughs> weddings. You know, look good. Just, just class up the joint a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So and then the the band plays, and so there was a woman there that brought a guest. Okay, and the woman that showed up she was a little bit she had she was drunk and the guest that she brought uh, got got drunk as well and uh the uh the woman that she brought was in no way really related to anybody there they didn't really know us we didn't know her whatever and uh she starts dancing with the dj which I'm not, I'm not. I'm reserving judgment. You know, you're there. Uh-huh. You're there oh, with the DJ, yeah. Yeah, she starts dancing with the DJ after the DJ set, and I'm. I, I noticed it, you know. But and it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. They were grinding, you know. They were having a good time. They were getting on, and I thought, wow, that's interesting. Some lady that nobody knows and the DJ, grinding. That's sweet, and um, <laughs> they're having a good time because one of the cool things. I mean. Going to the hotel on Friday night and getting to see everybody hanging out with each other, I, I, it was when it really started popping off to me that, like, part of this wedding is that, like, the joy that I was getting watching everybody else get to enjoy each other because everybody does know, for the most part, they're not going to get to hang out with me and I'm not going to get to hang out with them that much, but I did get to see a lot of people hanging out with each other and having a good time. 
And so that was kind of what I was trying to keep in the front of my head when I see this woman dancing. You know, like, I don't know her, but she's having a good time. That's cool. You know, it's supposed to be a really fun party. And clearly it's a fun party for her. And obviously for him, too. He's getting to grind with this lady. And then at 1.30 to 2 a.m., the bus drivers who were taking people back to the hotel on the buses so that nobody had to drive um, showed up, and they were starting to escort people back to the hotel. One of the bus drivers uh, I see was grinding with this lady. And um, (laughs) I, I saw her hike her skirt up, and uh, she revealed the fact that she was not wearing any underwear. Oh, my God. No, you I should think... never see Vag at a wedding. Yeah. Uh, there's always one, though. There's always one, Miss. Well, there's I thought that we were getting through the night without one. No, it didn't necessarily bother me. I thought, wow, that she's very obviously having a really good time because, you know, this is... And, and the reason that she was dancing with the bus driver is that after the band went off, I mean, God, the band played till like one thirty. You know, I mean, the party should be over, but no, not with this crew. Fucking DJ gets on and starts playing some rap, you know, hip hop stuff. And this woman hikes her skirt up. I see her fucking two thirds of her ass on this guy's leg, and I and I check myself. I'm like, oh shit, I should I probably shouldn't be staring at that. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm I mean, a married man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just got married. So, uh, so you know, I go and I collect McKenzie and I get my stuff that I need to take, and we're getting situated, ready to go back to the hotel because um, we got a we got a flight at six forty-five a.m. Yeah, it's now two a.m. Whatever, whatever. Well, I hear when we get back from the honeymoon that uh, <laughs> that my stepmom had a conniption fit over this woman showing her ass. And went up to the bus driver after he got back on the bus and, like, really laid into him. Really? Who do you think you are coming in here and dancing like that with that woman? And the photographer took pictures of that situation (laughs) uh, and sent those pictures to Mackenzie's mom, who sent those pictures to the bus driver's boss. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That photographer was a hater, but... (laughs) <laughs> they all came back around again. The bus driver shouldn't be dancing. The DJ shouldn't have been dancing either. They were working for you. Where did that you. woman come from? This she, one, she, the, a friend of the family brought her. Brought her, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? And, so, um, so um, it would be pretty clear to me who that woman was, right? Yeah. I, I would be pretty... Uh, that That woman is probably the woman that I was like, who is that, right? <laughs> no, not... Uh, not the um, the woman in the blue dress. Is that, okay. is that who you're thinking? That's who I'm thinking the, of, yeah. The woman in the blue dress is the woman that brought that lady. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I, I was worried more about the woman in the blue dress. A lot of people thought she had something wrong with her. She was just that drunk. Okay. She was just really was, drunk. I, was, I, she yeah. here, uh, was she there for the bride or the groom? Um, she was I'm, there for the party. She, <laughs> She was, she was there for the party. But so, so what? We leave, and uh, it's like my mom left before me. Like that's, I mean, that's how. I mean, I had a blast. That was an awesome party, right? We get the the sweet thing that they did um, was they they packaged up little plates as well of everything that was served, 
in a bath. Awesome. We got to take that back. So we got back to the hotel and took showers, and we, we opened up the basket. We just laid the food across all the bed and sat Perfect. there and, and ate and watched TV. And uh, got to bed at like 4 a.m., woke up at 5.30 or 5? Yeah, it went 5.30 and, um, and rode to the airport and flew down for the, uh, for the honeymoon, which I guess I'll go on. I'll be real short with this because we've been talking for a long time. But yeah. we go to this all-inclusive resort on this tropical island. And um, sandals, Jamaica. <laughs> sandals, Antigua. And uh, it was it was just not my scene. <laughs> Put it that way. The um, you're paying for the alcohol when you're going to an all inclusive resort, and um, it was like high school, and it was like you know just like Michael Scott says, couples only, no children allowed, and all these people down there just uh, none of the staff believed that I didn't want to drink. And, like, the second day that we were there, I ordered a Diet Coke for lunch. And um, the Diet Coke comes out. McKenzie takes a swig of it before me and found out that it was Jack and Coke instead of a Diet nice. Coke. Nice. So that really set the tone for the, uh, for the weekend. The, uh, or and the by weekend. that time, you were married and already crotchety. So you were like, who put this alcohol in my Coke? <laughs> yeah, right. I just wanted to go back and watch TV. Now, the, um, <laughs> That we did go on two. Uh, we went on two tours. One was on a boat that went around the island. The other one was on a uh, like we went on a four by four little tour. And then we went like the first half of the day was touring around like the rainforest and going up to one of the top of the peaks and getting to see the harbors and stuff. And then we got on a booze cruise for the second half of the day, which was real sweet. And um, the one of the guys that was on one of the tours was like, at the end of each of the tours they served this you know, Antigua rum punch. And uh, the guy was like, oh, you want some rum punch? I was like, actually, can I just get some, uh, is, do you have anything without alcohol in it? <laughs> you know, because yeah. I didn't want to just get like a juice because I was concerned that maybe it would repeat and I would have a juice with some other juice, some drink. And uh, he goes, uh, you don't want alcohol? You're not drinking? I was like, nope. He's like, are you sure about that? I was like, yep. And he goes, are you a doctor? <laughs> just, a doctor. Yeah, doctors. Doctors apparently don't drink. Um, Should have said yes. That's how people all the time. Spencer and I, when we tell them we don't drink and we don't do drugs, they say, "What? Well, you're a vegetarian, right?" What? Like what? No. Like people, we go to eat with somebody and they're like, "Oh, you don't drink. You don't. Oh, you're a vegetarian, right?" No, no, no. I eat all kind of awful stuff. Okay. See, whenever I hear somebody doesn't drink, I'm assuming, oh, they're an alcoholic. Well, because, well, I mean, it, not that I assume that about the two of you, but still, you know, like, it's not normal to, I mean, and that sounds terrible, but it's not normal to hear that people don't drink. Like, yeah, you not willingly common. choose not to drink? It's not common. Why not? Yeah. It's yeah. not common. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. The, um, well, the, uh, what should we call it? Um. The thing about it that I didn't really expect was that most everybody that was there was from the South. <laughs> yeah. And um, and they ain't never they, been nowhere, have they? They didn't really. <laughs> yeah, they weren't behaving they as if they, they were being prototypical Americans on, on vacation, you know. And um, there's a peak. The highest point in Antigua used to be called, like, Bubby's Peak. But after the November 2008 election, they renamed it. Mount Obama. And we were reminded of this 
uh, several times on the tour. And it was very interesting to look at the other couples when the tour guides were saying that that was Mount Obama because they were like hype about it, you know? I mean, fuck, it's hype, Mount Obama, you know? Like, that's pretty cool to be able to say. And the couples were just, they were just scowling at each other. Just a lot of like (gasps) Southern conservative values of people (laughs) down there, you know, making fun of, they were making fun of everyone. There was one couple specifically, right, from uh, Alabama. You know, I was, you know, whatever, Alabama, not fine state, <laughs> part, of the, part of the union, right? Yeah. No, Alabama <laughs> fucking sucks. I mean, that, <laughs> well, so, so they do, you know, this is Mount Obama, it's the highest peak, whatever, whatever. She looks at him, they cut eyes, whatever, whatever. And then, like, 30 minutes later, she goes, you sure you don't want a picture of Mount Obama? He's like, I don't want a picture of Mount Obama. She goes, you sure you don't want a picture of Mount Obama? And uh, she looked like she was 22, and he was about 40. Not a problem. Not a problem. But he did. she did look like his child. I mean, she looked like she behaved like it, too, that she wasn't allowed to speak to anybody but him and this type of thing. So they're on the way back making fun of another couple but like behind their backs they're running a different thing they're like you know the guy was it was a large guy with his family they were on a different they came on our tour but they were staying at a different hotel or whatever and she's like how do you think he floated gosh his belly must be kept his floating and he was like well he did have a nice pair of tits and mckenzie and i are just staring at them like jaws on the ground like are you seriously like what? You know, like, how are you making fun of this guy with his family and this kind of thing? And so we kind of set our radars on that couple of, like, that's the people that we don't ever want to be around or be like or whatever. <laughs> and um, the great thing was is that we saw them every single day from then on. Yeah. And on the trip back, okay, we, we left the resort at 5 a.m. And, of course... We rode in the same van to the airport with that couple. Yeah. And then we get to the airport, and, of course, they're taking the same flight from from Antigua to, to, to San Juan, Puerto Rico, okay? We have a eight-hour layover in San Juan and find out that we're taking the same flight from San Juan to Miami with this fucking couple. Yeah. And we God. fly with them. To Miami and find out that <laughs> the flight to Birmingham, Alabama, and the flight to Knoxville, Tennessee are departing from the same gate. So <laughs> we, had, we had 17 hours of travel that day, and all 17 nice. hours. With the Beverly fucking hillbillies. Yeah, fucking asshole. So, whatever, we get back, and uh, we open our gifts all day Monday, which was pretty sweet, just like... It was like Christmas. I, I, for some reason, I lucked out, and Mackenzie was on the computer logging in. Who gave us what? And I got to open all the gifts. Oh, sweet. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Did you like what I gave you? Well, I didn't see anything. Oh. Well, you got. Where is it? Well, I hope that you got it. Yeah. Well, did you leave it at the wedding? No. No. Did you leave I, it I, didn't, I, I didn't get you anything. <laughs> <laughs> I put up with Owen for an inordinate amount of time. I figured that was a gift. <laughs> well, so so whatever, we drive back and we get back here on Tuesday and uh and I'm back to work on Wednesday. So that was that was the wedding. 
Episode 50. Successful. Fucking ass. I'm married and shit. Yeah. Congratulations. I had a good time. I was honored to be the best man. And, uh, yeah, it was really good. Overall, it was really fun. And even the even the times we got served, it was still it was a good story. So. Did you get my gift? Oh. The uh, picture? No, well that I I I had asked him to do that, but that no when the, it was the actual wedding, which now is sounding like since you didn't see him the entire time, Joey, I'm going to guess you didn't give him what I asked you to give him. What did you ask me to give him? I text you because you were like, oh. oh my god, my speech, my speech. He was all freaking out about his speech. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, fine. Can you give him a hug for me? Oh, I yeah, did sure. do that. I did give you. I That's did right. Give you a That's hug. right. No, he did. He hugged me and then he showed me his phone. Yeah. <laughs> text. Uh, one or two things. And about I kissed the... him on the lips, just like you told me to. So. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of tongue, but mildly inappropriate. Yeah. The um, two things that I didn't get to see that I heard about later. Um, one, they were scooter crunches, you know, handed out for people that wanted to eat them. And Mikey was eating a scooter crunch. Have I told you this yet, Joey? I don't think so, no. Mikey was eating a scooter crunch, the godfather himself. Yeah. And an old man that he doesn't know, who he's never met in his life, comes up to him and says, you should not be eating the ice cream. That's only for children. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and and there's a few of us that have the scooter crunch tattooed on our ass, and um, which if you're listening and you don't know what a scooter crunch is, it's an eclair bar with either strawberry or vanilla or strawberry or chocolate ice cream <clears throat> with the crumbles on the outside that match the flavor of of the ice cream that you're eating, and it's the most delicious novelty ice cream treat that one can imagine, and um, and a few of us have them tattooed on our ass, but not Mikey, yeah, who is. And 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 he said to me, if there was ever a time that he actually wanted that tattoo on his ass, that would have been the moment. That <laughs> Just he pull him down and be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm qualified. Yeah. Successful. Are we going to do these questions or what? Yeah, I'm ready. What have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to the Fun-Loving Criminals. You, you remember them? Uh, yeah, but I don't really remember their sound now. They did one song called Scooby Snacks, but they're real That's kind exactly of... That's exactly the song that I was thinking of. Okay. But that, I was worried one of them. That album is really good. It's real kind of like laid back and kind of jazzy and stuff. And they, apparently they've had like a big career in the UK. Yeah. Like all my friends that are from the UK are like, oh, I love these guys. And I'm like, man, they have one song in the US. Um, they've had a big career over there. But that um, Come Find Yourself album is really good. I've listened to it. I think you probably like it, too. It's It's got some G-Love kind of sound to it, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so. I've been listening to the Belleville Outfit. <laughs> yeah. I got the, uh, I had given their latest CD to a friend yeah. of mine, like, three weeks after their CD came out. And I hadn't gotten to listen to much of it since then. And I picked one up at the wedding. And so that's just been in my car. I've been listening to that. It's legit. I need to get that to you. And you know what else we listened to on the drive back? What? Was Stephen King's first novel, The Gunslinger. Oh, really? Yeah, for the first in the Dark Tower series. You listened to the whole thing? I haven't finished it. I've got probably an hour left. I that's that's like the I haven't gotten into that. People keep telling me about it. I tried to read a little bit of it, couldn't get into well, it. Dixon was the um Dixon loves it. He loves yeah. the whole Dark Tower series, and he was like, "Man, you gotta get that gunslinger." Yeah. And uh, 
And so I I understand why you couldn't get into it because the first thirty minutes I was like what yeah it was kind of inaccessible it, but I listened to one of the short stories of his with the gunslinger in it that I liked a lot but. it gets it gets much better it yeah. gets you can persevere through the first you know five or six chapters and it gets much better sweet so um what's the hype uh my hype is um getting to hang out with Owen. I would say it was your wedding, but we already said that last time, you know? That yeah. was the hype. But, uh, yeah, I don't get to see Owen that much, and we give him a lot of shit, and we make fun of him, but he's a good guy, and he's a lot of fun to be around. And, uh, I don't know, it was nice. Like, uh, Saturday night after the wedding, went back, and uh, just kind of, we we talked all night, pretty much. And it was cool, you know? In each other's arms. Yeah, we held each other, place. and yeah. uh, slept in one bed that that night. Um, that is a small bed, too. Yeah, it is. But uh, now Owen's one of those guys that I'm like, I'm not even like, man, I wish you lived like two hours from me. I'm like, dude, I wish you lived in my town, you know? But you yeah. live ten hours away. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that, in my life that I would gladly send to the UK and to trade for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's my hype. Um, well, obviously, mine's being married. Yeah, and being home. Yeah, and for, uh, oh, and for the record, I knew that that your honeymoon wasn't going to be your thing. I didn't say anything about it, but I had a I, feeling. You don't like the I, beach, and uh, you told me after you got back that the beach was the best thing about it. So, uh, <laughs> well, aside from course, obviously spending time being, with your lovely wife, but right, yeah, I mean that's a given. Yeah, we, I tell you, she and I, we had a great time together. Yeah, yeah. We had a great time together. And one of the really great things about being down there, man, was that there were five channels of the World Cup 24-7. Oh, that's legit. If there weren't any games being played live, they would just replay the games from that day. That's sweet. So you got to if, see some soccer. I got to see a ton of it. I mean, I've, I've watched every single game that the U.S. has played, but I've that's gotten sweet. to see a lot of the other games, too. And so, like... I have a better idea what's going on in the World Cup right now than, you know, most of my contemporaries that are jumping on the bandwagon, you know, for this tournament, you know, which yeah, is like... You're well well informed now of it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I understand all the rules and the mechanics of the game. I, I, I have a better, like, it's a lot better when you can anticipate what's supposed to be happening. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot more hype when you can anticipate it. So. Yeah, for sure. That's legit. Well, the last thing I said to McKenzie before I put you guys in the car to drive off was make sure he wears sunscreen. Yeah, she mentioned that because uh, the third day that we were there, um, we get back to the hotel room, and my back <laughs> uh, was uh, very splotchy. It was so slight. It was so red. Like, the spots that did get burnt were so burnt that she was mortified. I felt better that I was the one that had sunburn all over my back than if I were her. I would not have wanted to trade places no matter how much pain I was in. She felt so... And she kept saying over and over... Joey told me to make sure that you were sunscreen. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. I knew you'd get burned, but I figured I'd, I'd give it a shot. But. Yeah, my belly looked looked like a candy cane after the last day because it was it rained the second to last day and it was real overcast the last day, and so I just I had to spray and uh, spray. I just, I just sprayed it on there, and uh, but I sprayed 
in a zigzag up and down my belly, and I wasn't really paying attention, so I just had candy cane stripes up and down my belly nice. by the end of the day. It was, it was humiliating. Uh, what's not the hype? My not the hype is PetSmart. Fuck you, PetSmart. And uh, you still haven't paid me yet, and you're going to better fucking pay me, right? <laughs> you better fucking pay me for those 16 hours that I will not get back. And fuck that bird. All right, next. Uh, by the way, I've, I wanted to tell you this while you were talking about the bird. There were two parrots in a cage at the resort. Yeah. And I got to watch for half an hour the guy trying to clean out that cage. Yeah. And, all, and, and the fucking birds, I swear to God, I swear on everything that I've ever known, the birds were biting his cuticles. Yeah, that must just be a parrot thing. Attacking his cuticle. That's hilarious. Are you still working there? Hell no, I'm oh, not. Owen was like, was at the wedding, Owen was like, I cannot, as your friend, I cannot allow you to go back to work there. And so <laughs> I was like, yeah. So. Owen made a uh, t-shirt for me that I wore underneath my tuxedo at the wedding, which was a copy of the Jen shirt. With a self-portrait, uh, the worst self-portrait I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you've seen something worse. <laughs> so it was funny. horrible. Yeah. He drew, a, Miss, he drew a picture of himself on a T-shirt, yeah. and it has O E the O G at the top, and a little ribbon underneath his face that says "Metal in Your Face." Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, anyways, whatever. Thanks for the shirt, Ellen. Yeah. What's your? Did you say what you're not the height was? Am I not the hype? Is, is similar to we used to work at this camp, and the first month of camp was girls' camp, and the second month of camp was boys' camp. And the first month, you're one of eight guys working at this all girls' camp. Yeah. 250 girls. And, and so, inevitably, when the switch happens to boys' camp, a lot of guys their first year would suffer what we call the girls' camp hangover where you no longer are being showered with attention. Um, that's kind of what I'm, I'm going through right now, the wedding hangover, where, like, nobody gives a fuck about me anymore, yeah. which I had gotten really used to, you know. And then we go through this two weeks of, like, oh, you're the groom. Can I get you something? Do you need some water? Oh, you can play first, all that kind of stuff. Getting a cut to the front of the line on everything, except at the bachelor party. And, uh, and now I don't get that anymore. So anymore. the hangover. Um, not the hype. Yeah. Hype's still out. Well, the hype's still out is that while you were gone, a lot of good things happened to me. Yeah. Don't know what to make of that. But, um, you know, did tweet that I missed you, so there's that. Um, but my hype's still out is that I got a new job, like a full-time job. Um, I, I got, like I said, I got to tell PetSmart to suck my chinchilla. <laughs> and uh, I got uh, our buddy Kevin who works on the show, is moving to Austin. And so he and I are very similar in what we do as far as design and stuff. He's more on the web design side, and I'm more on the graphic design side. But I'm replacing him at his job. And he, he got me hooked up with, uh, um, with an interview, and they said, we want you to come in immediately. I walked in, and the guy that interviewed me was like, I don't even want to see your resume. I just want to hire you right now because Kevin said that you're the man for the job, and can you work? Can you start working today? And um, it's a good job, good pay and benefits and stuff, and I did not expect it. It just kind of fell in my lap, and I got to tell PetSmart goodbye. And, uh, yeah, so the hype's still out on that because 
you know, it's going to be challenging working the nine to five or eight thirty to five thirty and getting into that that swing of things, you know. So, but so far it's good, you know. I'm into it. I like the work, so that's what my hype stop. Is the hype stop because you may fail miserably and ruin Kevin's name? Well, there's always that fear, you know, that you're going into something new. Uh, my the hype stop mainly is is getting on this schedule and you know being okay with it, which has been fine so far. So I think I'm going to be fine. With it. I'm really, yeah, I'm really happy about it. Um, I'm really feel good about it, and I'm I'm like big props to Kevin for hooking a brother up with a job in this you know in this economy. <laughs> you know, it's sad yeah. to see him moving to Austin, but you know. Downside is I do have to work with him for the next two weeks as he trains me, and you know, being around him for more than two hours a day is more than anyone should have to suffer through. So. And, and he gets to tell you what to do. Yeah, he does. So <laughs> he's enjoying it. He is enjoying it. He's a part, he's he's a short timer there. So so when are they moving to Austin? Uh, beginning of July. So soon they're moving back to Austin. They lived there before, and uh, he got a good job somewhere else. So that's cool. My hype still out is London 2012. Yeah. Mackenzie and I are putting a lot of the money that we got for the wedding into a little pot to save up to go to the Olympics, go visit Owen. Yeah. He's come over here enough. It's time people go over there. And a lot of people have been saying they want to go. A lot of people saying they want to go. And the hype still out is how many people actually go. I know Mackenzie and I are going no matter what. But yeah. Where are we going to stay? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. we can stay with Owen, but, you know, if we're going to be there for a week, I don't really feel like sleeping on a hardwood floor for a week, yeah. you know? And uh, I'm sure everything's already booked, you know, because it's, it's the Olympics. Yeah. And then I'm wondering how many people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll go. I'll go. And then at the last one, I'll be like, yeah. no, he ain't going. I'll see you at the airport. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm considering it. I don't know if I'll be able to afford it, I, but I want to go, you know? I think you should go. Who's, who's, how are you guys going to cover the Olympics on different continents? That's right. We can cover it in person. Yeah. Well, it, the only way to see it is to go. Yeah. You, know, you can't watch it on NBC. Yeah, that's it. right. You can't fucking watch the Olympics show in prime time. Yeah. So there's that. So I'm really looking forward to that, though. And I'm dead set on going. So tighten your asshole, Owen. Sweet. Just get ready. That's um, erotic. What are you uh, leaving surfing? Uh, World Cup. Been watching as much of it as I can. You know, I got got a job now. So, uh, how like, did you get to watch that uh, U.S. Algeria game? I actually watched the England game instead. Um, but they were playing them simultaneously, so they kept showing the highlights from the other one. Yeah. So I got to see like the goal and everything. So it was hype. Um, and I'm, I've been recording the games and just avoiding all coverage of it, and then watching them at night. Um, and yeah, I've been into it. I like I like watching it. So, well, the uh, yeah, I had to watch both England and U.S. on two different televisions at this uh, nice. restaurant that we went to. There was like <clears throat> two, two two of my buddies from school. We went and watched that. That was awesome. That was yeah. an awesome game. Well, it wasn't an awesome game. It was just an awesome payoff. Yeah, the, the England game was good too. It. So it was it, both of them were good games. So yeah. Cool. Um. Well, when I got back, I had 150 emails. Yeah. I want you to take a guess at how many of those 150 emails were from Papo. <laughs> Probably 50. 
That's exactly how many came yeah. from Papa. So he got a good one third of your vacation emails. <laughs> came from Papa. I got to read a couple books on on vacation as well. I'm not sure I'd recommend any of them to a wider audience though. So yeah, um, you know whatever. So yeah, World Cup reading books, and I got tons of emails from Papa, which really warmed my heart though, because I mean. It was just not. I mean, I didn't get to read even half of them. You know, they're all politics stuff, but it was hilarious to come back and just the inbox was Papa, 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 Papa. Of course, you've been blowing me up too, which is always good. Uh, oh, I also watched uh, the rest of Eastbound and Down, which is really funny, and I highly suggest it. It's really. It gets funny a lot better, doesn't it, after that second episode? Yeah, yeah, it's just really funny. Um, it's it's just the right. It's only six episodes. And I think that's just the right number because um, it left me wanting more. Uh, yeah, but they got picked up for another season. Yeah, it's pretty cool because that season, all the school shots were filmed two minutes from my house at my, my the school that my roommate works at. That's where they filmed all the school stuff. Was at her high school. I think Danny McBride is great. Oh yeah, yeah, he's awesome at it. Just his yeah. his awkwardness and his timing is just like. Yeah, the other night, Pineapple Express was on TV, and I turned it on right when Danny McBride makes his first appearance. Yeah. I got to watch that whole first scene with him. I had forgotten that he was in that movie because I didn't like that movie. Yeah, but he's he's great in everything that he's in. He's funny in Land of the Lost too, and that movie he's was hilarious in Land of the yeah. Lost. He's so good. He's so that, good. That movie got unf- unfairly panned. I think it's worth going back and watching. Just as a, yeah, it's a good little B that, movie. Yeah, yeah. That's man, Miss. You got anything else to ask about the wedding or anything else? Happy that you had a good time. That everything came out good. Yeah. I can't wait to see the pictures. Hey, yeah, I I don't think that it. I mean, you could check out a lot of pictures on Facebook, I guess, especially like if you're friends with me on Facebook. But I don't think I'm gonna give out the photographer's website on the podcast. No, but, but you can send it to her later. Yeah, I'll send it to you later. Yeah, we'll get a couple of those pictures to put up on the website. Yeah, which you better have a version of, like, Internet Explorer 4 in order to sign into his website. It's fucking impossible to sign into. I I tried for two hours to get in on Google Chrome, and I could not understand what the problem was. Yeah. And then I opened up fucking bunk-ass Internet Explorer. I had to hook up up my Atari to look at it. Yeah, I had to go on dial-up to get in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks for persevering through that. For the show. Uh, thanks, Miss. Sorry. Yeah, well, never mind. No, go ahead. <laughs> no. Uh, thanks, Miss. Thanks, Kevin. Good luck with the move, Kevin and Amanda. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, Groove. Thanks, me. Most <laughs> of all. And uh, this is this is us signing off. Later.
宝贝。